Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome to the final episode of the season of um, Hooray. Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. Hooray! Yeah, great times, everyone. We got to watch a real fun movie today. Loved it. Uh, I'm so glad I did not have to take notes for this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it really does make it painful. Like I particularly like I got I think an hour and a half in. It was like somewhere around there, and I can tell you the exact line that made me stand up and go, "I need a minute." Great <laughs> time. Yeah, I did that like yeah. three or four times while doing uh, grown ups too. So yes, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> So um, we watched Sex in the City too because there we watched the bad one and now there's a sequel. There's a worse one, maybe. Yeah. Hard to say. I think say. this one's worse. I think, uh, I, I yeah, think I, the first one's worse, but they're both utterly uh, dire. I think the first one was like more like straight up intolerable and like built up intolerability over time and paid off with big intolerability. <laughs> yes. This movie just was like so fucking scattershot and scatterbrained that it never managed to like amount to anything the way, like, throughout the entire The way thing. I look at it, it like, is both the first movie and the second movie have terrible morals and terrible characters and do all that. But the first movie has watchable in the, that has an arc. Like there's a first a beginning, a middle, and an yes. end, and there's a conclusion to it. This movie but, is like, just all over the place. So Dude. Well, yes, the arc is terrible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending the arc. I'm just saying it had a movie arc. This one yeah. doesn't. See, the thing is, that movie arc made the movie feel longer worse. to me. Yeah, <laughs> and worse. Movie, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm with was, Serene on this. Yeah. This movie was two and a half hours, but it felt like two and a half hours and not five and a half hours like the first one did for me. Yeah. Mm. Sex in the City 1, it was like, oh, God. That movie just... Fuck, but yeah, this one's not good for no, the record. No, no. But, um, it's it's a very Grown Ups One, Grown Ups Two thing where like Grown Ups One was a movie, <laughs> Grown Ups Two was sort of just a bunch of like comedy routines. Yeah, Sex in the City One was a movie, Two is just like really B list stand up. I don't even Racist like. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and I know it goes probably without saying, but content warning up front, like. Racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia, like a lot of misogyny. misogyny. Yeah. Just really casually, yeah. too. Yeah, like a lot of it. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, modern liberal uh, uh, takes oh, yeah. on race, yes. is what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Not good ones. I have some commentary from a Marxist perspective ready, so. <laughs> good, good, good. Thank God. All right, so let's start up. Um, they start up just romanticizing New York City a whole bunch. They play like, Empire State of Mind, no, if you remember that. Worse, though, like, I was so pissed off from the opening lines. I have the opening lines here. Oh, no. It was, once upon a time, a long time ago, there was an island, some Dutch, some Indians, and some beads. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you were expecting racism against, <laughs> racism against people from the Middle East... We're just gonna slide Holy some shit. in there. I, yeah. I was still, I was still opening Notepad, so I did not quite catch that. <laughs> Holy fuck, that yeah, was right be, there, huh? To be fair, Damn. it's like over a, like a montage of like Manhattan turning into New York City, so yeah. like that's what they were going for. But yeah, the first line is just kind of imperialistic. So great, good job. <laughs> I was like, oh god, the racism has already started. Fuck. It took one line. 
Yeah. Um, so then we go through the character intros. They're the same terrible characters they were in the first film. Go listen to the last season's finale if you didn't. Because, <laughs> yeah, you, you should have to experience both. Yeah, like, there's going to be a lot of referencing between the two of them. You really got to know about Sex and the City 1 going into Sex and the City 2. Not because they're related in any way, shape, or form. Just because we're going to be pissed at them in similar ways. Yes. So we'll want to have that structure uh, You need to place. take the 101 class before the 102 class. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, so they do little montages showing all of the characters in like 80s garb. And they're the thing like, is, it's like flashing back to when they were first yeah. in New York City. Except so. they're like, they have really bad CGI work on their face to make them yeah. look younger. Yeah. And it's really and it embarrassing. Looks really bad. The thing that yeah, I was uh, really bad. laughing at in that scene is like, they like do like wipes in a kind of artistic way where like they try to drive like a car past Carrie and then it's yeah. just Carrie in her 80s outfit when she was first in the city and stuff. When they do that, they change like some of the stuff in the background to like pretend that it's the 80s but like it's generally just one car was changed and then they just left the rest of the stuff so like it still looks yeah. like new york in 2010 <laughs> or whatever a 1980 uh-huh. toyota corolla next to like a 2007 honda acura yeah. and what's really annoying is that at some point they have people walking in front of the camera but they don't do those wipes but i'm yeah expecting... it happens several times where it's like that that was gonna be a wipe right guys you, you just did a wipe and then you didn't and then they did Look, and it's so they confusing they just set up they just set up for like 10 wipes and then they just decided which one they wanted to use. They like just set up 100 wipes. We'll use one of them. Um, but we'll yeah, and then they're all like the in outfits. <laughs> There's outfits that are just like this. It's like if you were doing 80s period pieces as a bit. Like if you wanted to make it. It looks like something you would find in so an improv show closet. It was the 80s. Yeah, it, it's a bit much. And there's also underneath this a rap song about Sex in the City, and it was <laughs> fucking killing me. It oh sure was. Oh, God, it was bad. <laughs> you couldn't and, just stick um, with Jay-Z, I guess. And now it's time for the first great question of Sex in the City 2, which is, why does the entire next portion, which I will refer to colloquially as the gay wedding, which because they that's will what refer they to refer at least 30 times. Um, I looked it up, it was nine. <laughs> oh, was it nine? Nine Great. distinct gay wedding back to back. They said the word gay like 30 plus times though. And that, that's shit. just in like the first 20 minutes, right? Because they never right. refer to it again. They never actually no, referenced the gay wedding after no. the first... That's kind of the thing is this doesn't need to exist at all. Like the fact that this is in this film is two and a half fucking hours long. I just want to get that on the table right away. It's It's two and a half fucking (laughs) hours long. It's longer than the extended cut of the first movie. (laughs) By a minute, but but longer. And like so there's so many parts that could be cut and this entire first like 30 minutes of the film serves no purpose it's unbelievable they had so they had a bunch of gay jokes that they just had to get out of their system yeah like i was thinking after the fact like i was trying to think like what plot wise did this set up like what plot beats and there's like none of them like nothing happens during this entire shot makes a difference for the rest of the movie and it is the most like it's the most Oh no, but it's but it's a good thing and we're saying it's gay. So it's not even though we're doing it as a joke, it's not it's not <laughs> mean, get it? And it's like, no, it's still shitty. <laughs> like it's still actually I, shitty. I think it's because uh, the end of the first film the two gay guys hooked up. Yeah. Yes. That was they the had entire... to close that loop to just that, that's the only continuity between the films, by the way. Yeah. I guess they technically mentioned that uh Cynthia's husband cheated or whatever. 
And well, the, the fact that uh, Carrie and Big are married now ah, is not important. <laughs> also, that other woman had her other child, which we saw at the end of the first movie. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. I should probably get um, the notes of their names because I always forget them. I mean, so, I did just uh, call Miranda Cynthia, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's the actress's name. Uh, so. Carrie and Mr. Big are like getting dressed for it and they just repeatedly feel the need to bring up that it is a gay wedding and uh, you, you know Carrie it's a gay wedding because Carrie is dressed up in a man's tux yeah <sighs> it's the thing that and they Carrie... do that's the worst well, though because she's the best man so she has and to they be keep in talking about it look look I I my brother was in my bridal party and he just dressed in his kilt like a normal Scottish dude come on yeah. You can dress however. Yeah. But, like, but, the thing about it is that, like, they try to play this up as, like, Mr. Big's, like, oh, it's a it's a gay wedding. And then uh, Carrie's, like, you, you shouldn't say it's a gay wedding. And it's, like, trying to set her up as, like, she's the nice progressive one. And the film really believes this. <laughs> and it's fucked up. Like, we'll, we'll get into it because there's it's, so much the thing here. Is it immediately undermines their own jokes. Because Mr. Big's like, oh, it's a gay wedding. And she's like, come on, just treat it like a normal wedding. And they go outside to the wedding and it's like flamboyantly over the top, stereotypically gay. They, they got a gay like, choir there. Yeah. Yeah. Two gay choirs, I think they say. Because, haha, the gays, they sure the, go crazy. This is the start of uh, <laughs> the, the rich part of the movie, which is the whole movie. That too, yeah. yeah. It's the whole movie, yeah. but this is where the bu- it, the bouginess has started now, officially. Yeah, I was expecting there to be like an undercurrent of racism and xenophobia under all of this. What I was not ready for is the raw and limitless classism and just oh, like boy. Uh, class violence this film commits by existing <laughs> in the middle of a fucking recession which it is allegedly set in for the record yes <laughs> like, it, it yeah. makes us specific, like a few specific lines to it mostly in regards to real estate they couldn't sell if you want to <laughs> know what kind of movie this is <laughs> like oh god yeah we'll get there so then they're they're walking around the wedding and uh, a group of the friends run into uh, one of the two dudes getting married and you know, they're talking and he's basically like, oh, yeah, I I folded. You know, I let him just get whatever he wanted for the wedding because apparently they assumed it would be classier if he was planning it. But he just let his husband do, you know, whatever he wanted. And it's like a nice little, aw, cool moment or whatever. You know, it's like a nice thing. And then he's like, well, he does that and I'm allowed to cheat. And then an amazing follow-up line of, can you cheat because you're gay? Which he responds with, no, I can cheat because I'm Italian. And I... <laughs> I had to stop for a second to process the exchange that just fucking took place in this film. Doesn't he later say that he can only do it in one of like the 40 states where it's not legal or something? One of the 45 states where they're not legally married. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the husband says that, yeah. 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 God. Oh, there's also a bunch of, ha ha, we've got to be PC. Oh, that's not so PC We've never been PC. It's like the Snow Queen. Ugh. Did we mention Oof. there were swans then, walking around during oh, this wedding? Oh, of course there were. Okay, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I imagine that would be pretty illegal back home in Britain. You can't mess with swans. <laughs> and there's an extended discussion between Carrie and the other husband uh, about taking names because, like, 
so, when they gave her her stuff as best man, they gave it with her like married name. Yeah, I guess. So did like, she actually take his name? Because she takes offense to being called that. Carrie but, Preston or whatever. But later on, welcome she uses the wild it for world. a dumb reason. But yeah, welcome to the wild world of Carrie being wildly inconsistent about what she wants or expects about anything in any given situation. Because that's ninety percent of the propellant this film runs yep. on. It's just Carrie being a huge fucking idiot and <laughs> like being super. Oh my god, she's the fucking worst. But hey, I, I, everybody, marriage is this movie y'all. really shakes up. This movie shakes up who I fucking hate in this yeah. series a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It. it puts the running for Miranda not being the worst, which is kind of crazy considering what happened last movie. So I thought we agreed Charlotte was the worst in the last movie. I can't even Charlotte's remember. the pudding cup one. Yeah, Charlotte's mm. the one who, who oh, okay. shot herself. The, um, the racist, yeah. Yeah. Like, Miranda got, like, screwed over by the first film deciding she needed to go yeah. back with her cheating husband, really. I felt more mm. sorry for her than anything else. But yeah, uh, so she has this discussion about how she takes offense to, you know, taking his name even though they decided they weren't going to do it even I don't know it and then of course I'm not using I'm uh, then she asks he's like oh well either of you taking each other's last name and he just goes no we're gay and I'm like that's not the gay thing and he's like no we're men (laughs) we're men we don't change that's what it is yeah we're men which again like what (laughs) what it, it's so those. close to making a commentary on it, and then it just swerves because now we got to get Liza Minnelli. I I understand <laughs> also, it. Wait. I'm a married woman who didn't take the the name. I'm still my maiden name, and people get really weird about it. But she did take his name, I think. Question mark. Which is just weird yeah. now. Anyway, they, they make a whole deal out of it, and this comes up. A bunch of times, and it literally makes sense. None of the times it comes up. It's no. truly amazing how they use this plot beat like four times, and it never works. Yep. They also uh, Carrie puts on her <laughs> her crown for being the best man, which I posted a screenshot in the des- Discord and just said this maleficent looking ass, yep. and yeah. everyone else just responded with, "Yeah, we all said yep. literally the same thing." Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was just like, "Yeah, we said that when we were watching." It's a pretty sweet Diablo rare drop. <laughs> It's unreal. It, holy shit. And so then they have a great moment of everyone in the audience yells, could, or so I can't, I, who said it first? I, it doesn't matter who, who said actually it. said it, but someone leans yeah. over to their significant other and says, could this wedding get any gayer? Only if Liza uh, and, Minnelli were here. And then Liza Minnelli shows up and does a ceremony. Does I the guess. ceremony. And, and there's, there's and then, this line in it that's like, when enough gays get together, uh, Liza Minnelli just appears and like it. it is literally delivered as if they are on a stage like Jerry Seinfeld doing stand up <laughs> it, it literally is the first half of this film is just so many jokes that are just fucking stand up routine B material what's the like, deal with Liza Minnelli she's sort of, sort of gay primal <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's better delivery than they have yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a thing shit like that could be funny like <laughs> <laughs> so then there's Liza Minnelli with two Liza Minnelli impersonators doing a musical number to fill time. Because uh, apparently, all the single ladies. Yeah. yeah doing single ladies. And she's doing, doing the that. dance with it. Wow. How they, hip. They stay on this for like two minutes. Then they go away for a minute. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. come back to it because they thought her singing single ladies was really funny. When you did like four minutes of it. 
they needed to fill time. I don't know why they needed to fill time. But there's a lot of moments in this movie where I think like, damn, did they have to fill time? Like, the movie's two and a half fucking hours. I think maybe the editor got all of the footage and at the end of the day he was like, you know what, why doesn't know is probably the least bad part of this movie. <laughs> they weren't wrong. Trying to save the unnecessary scenes to get away from the necessary ones. Um, so then we have a bunch of scenes around the wedding and, uh, business wife getting too into business, like her, her lawyer, boss the person, is her boss is Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. 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 Right. And so like, the boss is like, it, your voice is me, 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 me. And you're like, oh great, sexist boss, which we'll get to that. Yeah. And like, this, uh, this will be the beginning of another thing too with this film where they set something up as if it's going to be a tantamount problem and then it gets resolved off screen in 30 seconds. Yep. yep. Like, <laughs> it happens a lot. This happens. Like, th- there's a, a moment in this movie. film that sets up like the entire end of the film and it happens so fast that you might not even notice it. <laughs> also, as an aside, I like this whole Miranda's boss problem because it's also extremely like liberal PC the way it gets resolved, which yep. is... Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, there's one payoff for this whole thing and it's so fucking god. bad. Um so then uh there's a scene of Mr. Big getting hit on at the bar and I, it looked like he was going to take it weird and I was worried for a second. But luckily he's getting hit he on by a guy goes, by the way. Yeah, yeah getting yeah. hit on by a guy. At a gay wedding, yeah. Uh gay wedding, gay wedding. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's a gay wedding, you know. That? <laughs> is it, is god, it a gay they really wedding? it's egregious how much they say it. I cannot overstate it. Um and <laughs> He sits down, luckily, and is just like, he's like, oh, I got hit on. And, you know, she's like, oh, how do you feel about it? He's like, ah, I still got it. Which, like, okay. Mr. Big is consistently the best part of this film, I have to tell you. Yeah. He's a guy in a healthy relationship in a film, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Well, his half of the relationship. Okay, yeah. 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 He honestly did a bit of an about face since the first movie, because, like, he was kind of an ass in the first. Yeah. I would rank like the worst thing he does in this movie is like a minor Homer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. If like, even that, he pulls like, a yeah. low level that, Simpsons yeah. fuck up and that's it. <laughs> like everything else is he's just like the greatest husband on the planet. Yep. So <laughs> So um then there's a scene where Mr. Big and Carrie are talking to these randos they don't know at all that are oh just like Hey yeah, God. we've been married for two years too. Amazing, cool. Do they oh, ever show up? Do you have any kids? Nope. Nope, they don't. They never no, show up they again. don't. It's, it's no. also worth it's noting the lady just... is like, oh, I'm such a big fan of you, Miss Miss Carrie. I, I love you so much, Miss Bradshaw. I'm about to nag the shit out of you. <laughs> and then. Yeah, and then she's like, yo, by the way, when are you having kids, you old bitch? <laughs> also, also, she's like, we're having kids, but we're obviously I'm not pregnant. We're using a surrogate, and I'm like, fucking yeah, rich people. I brought, fucking I rich people. This, I brought this up with my uh, roommates who were watching it with me, and it's like, she just like immediately starts with shaming Carrie for not having kids, but then at the same time, on the other hand, she says, yeah, I'm not actually having the kid. I'm paying someone to do it. Which I is would like, never go through that. Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> which, yeah. Again, again, another thing that happens in this movie there is a part later on where they literally go i don't know how the pores do it and then yep. they clink glasses and look at the camera and, it's <laughs> <unreal>. <laughs> and that might be the best scene in the whole film actually yeah it might be yeah, the best scene in the whole film it's <laughs> fucking unreal holy shit so okay um so then there's another scene of them just running through everybody to call them up to do a couple's dance and 
that, that again just kills time it serves no purpose yep. no uh, it's, you so, gotta set up how happy everyone there's something I, I don't know I really also like the yeah. scene where like Carrie's shame for not having or wanting kids I thought that was gonna go somewhere and then it and then it doesn't no like, she doesn't thought, get the baby crazy. No. I was so ready for this film to be about the baby crazy, and then it I wasn't. I thought it was going to no. be like her and Mr. Big arguing about it later in the film because they have right? to be like a fallen out, but ne- never comes up. No. It sets it up so heavy-handedly and then just drops it completely. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't remember how I know that this character's name is Nikki, but apparently Samantha is fucking someone named Nikki it's the very loudly. It's the cousin of the, the straight, Italian. Yeah, the straight the straight cousin, cousin oh, of the gay right. Italian man. Because Samantha has oh. gay dar and straight dar. She they, can, they did yeah, make yeah, a joke yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, several times they'll make a joke about several that. Times, several times, several um, times. So <clears throat> they're fucking super loud in, I guess, the hotel everyone's staying at for the wedding. Uh, and then there's a baby because there's the two babies of uh, Charlotte oh, who, and husband Charlotte and her her husband, etc. Yeah. And and the baby is just being super loud and screaming. So now there's like a couple people, like Carrie and Mr. Big, are in the room between two people screaming because of sex as loud as possible, and then a child screaming, which. Like, God, that would suck. And there's a, there's actually a joke that we chuckled at in this part. Yeah. Where they're between the two, and I think Big's like, well, which one are you uh, more worried about, the kid or Samantha? Or he's, like, he's just like, he's like, God, I think the kid is worse. And she's just like, no, it's definitely Samantha. The kid will get tired eventually. <laughs> you know what? Was we actually chuckled. funny. Like, that, that's actually funny. The first time in, in maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's it's a good bit. This scene's um, important, though, because, like, in order for them to drown out the noise of this fucking and screaming child, they start watching this yeah. old black and white movie, and Mr. Big's like, you never seen this before and so like they cuddle and have a good time apparently which comes up as a plot point later mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. um so then we're having sex in the city's favorite thing once again which is a bunch of people eating brunch and talking as a scene and this is uh, actually what sets up like all the plots for the rest of the film this one scene yep yeah yeah Fuck yeah, man! It kind of does, huh? Yeah. <laughs> every so, joke that, like, or like every plot point or conflict that comes up comes from this specific scene. Yeah, so we start, and uh, Samantha is going through her five hundred vitamins and minerals and whatever and hormones that she's taking because she's like, you know, still the most vain human being who's ever existed and drops inordinate amounts of. And she's and, old, know. guys. She's. Do you get it? She's ancient. Get it? She's having. Ancient. She's having. Hot flashes. Unbelievable. Yeah, so um, it, they go so long with this and yep. talk about like how good she looks and how good her sex drive is and all that. And then they pull it out and they're like, oh, it's, you know, I follow the Suzanne Summers program. <laughs> By the way, like, a, here's the hardcover of the book right spot. here. Center camera. Is she a real person? Yes. Uh, yeah. Suzanne Summers? Oh, God, yeah. God, that was yeah. real. I my mom I, did that shit for I, a while. I didn't realize yeah. she was real. <laughs> This is straight up the advertisement of them showing this the book directly to the camera a, for like 10 seconds. Yes, yeah. yes it's unbelievable. Um, and then there's a bit about how do you swallow all those pills? And, you know, she's like, haha, I love to swallow. Get it? Because I'm the horny one. I'm the slutty one. <laughs> she, she, her hand was, it was an ignored, inordinately big amount of pills. Like some of yeah. yeah, yeah. choking those pills. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so then, uh, the nanny shows up. Charlotte the, has a uh, nanny because she has two children and she's rich and that's what you do. I mean, and I this would. is, God, uh, man, 
it really, when you think about it, the fact that this is all, like, all of her stress is caused by her having a nanny because she's too stressed to raise two fucking kids. Like, holy shit, fuck you. Have you yep. met my mom? <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> like, god damn it. So, so the nanny uh, is Irish, and by when I say Irish, I mean Irish. Oh, <laughs> top of the morning to ya. And that also means she doesn't wear a bra. I, I like that the, I, before we get to the bra subject, as an aside, I like that the Irish <laughs> the nanny... <laughs> the Irish nanny has a lay motif associated with her. Yes! yes! <laughs> she does! Oh my god. They just start playing shillelaghs. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Every time she's on screen, you know she's on screen because she's not wearing a bra and because they play the Irish ditty. So. Yeah, I sure do. It's so, like, again... It, it's only funny because of how much just they go in on it. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, so. to give you an idea, like the four of them are sitting at the table and they're like, oh, hey, isn't that your nanny? And they look over and then like she, this nanny, this like fucking 20 something year old woman is beautiful. She's walking. She's running down this like hill and it's she's Baywatch motion, like running. it's Baywatch. And yeah, there's like no bra on. So like they're fucking flopping everywhere. And they're like, damn, she looks good. <laughs> yeah, like the bagpipes <laughs> and shillelaghs over fucking Baywatch. It's really <laughs> tremendous. I, I have no never seen a film that is purportedly like all about women zoom in so hard on ladies groups <laughs> this was they were 100 hey, for something the fucking for husbands. the guys yeah the husbands and the, the boyfriends yeah thing is it was also like coming between her boobs and samantha's face at some point i was like is oh. she falling is she falling in love with a nanny it was really framed like it was like a dude no, staring at those bazongas. It's, no, she's jealous, but... Yeah, she's no, jealous. It's but. just Samantha is has terrible double standards for anyone not fucking named Samantha. Yeah. Yeah, so they then start talking about the maid, and Samantha immediately feels the need to be like, hey, why doesn't she wear a bra? Did you just hire her so your husband can cheat on her? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they, you do, they do a whole like, bit about ridiculous. the husband's gonna cheat on you, you know, with your hot nanny. Yeah, yeah so they play it off as a joke, but um, what's her name's? Cynthia, God, Charlotte, Charlotte, that's her name. Charlotte. She gets like super like upset about it because like she, oh, maybe he is because she's an idiot. Oh, no. That's her character. She, and, she's dumb. This never even occurred to her before now. And now that the seed has been planted, it's going to fester. I hate yeah. her friends yeah. though because like they know how insecure <laughs> she is. It's true. They've been dealing with yeah. her for years. And they fucking do this shit to her. Like they're awful friends. I have to, I have to point this out. The four of them are not friends. Their friends no. don't fucking do this to each other. I don't. They just don't. No, they're 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 both mean friends, or they're also impossibly stupid at other times. Yeah, too, which comes up with a cool magazine later. Yeah. Um, at about the one hour and four minute mark. Weird that I remember that time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, the uh, there's small talk between Carrie and Big, and it is nothing. Um, like nothing transpires <laughs> during this talk. God, yeah, uh, they get home from to... the wedding and it sets up like, oh, he just wants to relax on the couch because you literally just went to someone's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah he wants to have food in and she wants to go out. But he's like, why the fuck would we go out? Let's just get food. We don't want to, we don't have any food we've in. We were just at a wedding. We have no food in the house. We've we can't been, cook. Just get takeout, we've idiot. Been, we've been out all day and I'm in like my late 50s. <laughs> Fucking chill, lady. Yeah, like, that's the yeah. scene. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. But you can tell she's a bit disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, we then get to the lawyer lady uh, rightfully quitting, but it is the most. Everybody oh, stood God. up and clapped. It, yeah. Yeah. And then that lady's name was Albert Einstein shit. Yeah. yeah. It's the, really her boss bad. is literally like, 
and I want you to follow this, Wilson. And Wilson's like, but, but, but Miranda was, was the idea. one who came up with that idea. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. She has tits. He's like, <laughs> it's the firm's idea. And then I, she holds up her hand to him, which she mentioned earlier. He holds up his hand to her when he doesn't want her to yeah. talk anymore because he's... I mean, he's sounds he's like he's a real shit. We, we really need yeah. to point out how obvious it is that he's doing it because she's a woman, because this will come up again later oh, yeah. in the moment. I was about to say that like this but, entire scene, for make a note, because everybody else in this boardroom, this lawyer boardroom, is an old white dude. Yes. And it makes the next scene that comes up later with the resolving of this issue very funny. Yes. Um, so then we get the Irish nanny wet t-shirt scene, a little something for the guys, am I right? Yeah, yeah, the kid um, is in the bathtub, the kid grabs the shower head and starts pray, spraying and you get the slow-mo, oh, she gets drenched. And, and it's like Charlotte head. is looking through the door, like, oh, maybe yeah. he is oh, gonna cheat. Oh, and the husband's there as well, watching the poor yeah. nanny game. But also, like, it's very clear that he's not lecherous about her or anything he's just you know like oh the kids no. having fun bath time but charlotte's like oh chekhov's fucking shower head shows up in the beginning of the scene and it like zooms <laughs> in on it yes, fucking, the kid turns it and it just goes all over and she like doesn't like react like a normal person would which would be turning away she instead like kind of pushes out her chest and jiggles a bit and yeah, it's no like, no she starts going girls gone wild and like yeah the hose seriously yeah. something out of a grown-up's <laughs> Film. It really yes. is. It's the moment oh, yeah, it's the spray from the car. It. it is oh, no, no, no. that all car needs... scene from Grown Ups all over again. All, I was going to say, all it would need is, is fucking Cherry Pie by Warrant to start playing. <laughs> yes. And then it would just be that. Yeah, yep. like it just, she's my Cherry Pie. <laughs> and then absolutely, it's just Grown Ups. <laughs> so, um, good shit sex in the city to <sighs> keep it up. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So no. then she uh, starts so... trying to take care of her kids, but and, in the stupidest ca- yeah, way and possible. she's calling Carrie. <laughs> Uh, on the phone while trying to make she's trying to juggle two kids because the nanny's out right now I guess getting changed or whatever oh right okay so yeah I just th- that's what it is yeah that's sorry I just getting past yeah. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I wore a super phone. ridiculous expensive sir- skirt and my kids got shit on it yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> annoying but like I, I mean I get it like it's the one scene ring that slightly slightly humanizes her like two kids no, trying to do something not at all <laughs> it doesn't you're fair no. but <laughs> she's trying to juggle two kids I'm doing cupcakes I'm on the phone which she's not fucking being she's like worried about the nanny but then like the kid who's been like farting around with like stuff and you know where it's Painting, going whatever. because she's just gotten like uh I don't know cupcake stuff red, all over red her cupcake hands. Cupcake stuff all over her hands. Yeah. And then she goes up behind Charlotte and plomp those hands on her ass and then Charlotte freaks out because it's super expensive and I'm like, why are you wearing an expensive it's, outfit around uh, two excuse kids? Me, excuse me. <clears throat> it is vintage, vintage, which is a word you will hear them say way too much also in this film, is vintage. Because which, it was super uh, in at the time. Yes, vintage yeah. is the bespoke or artisanal of the 19, or the 2010s. The early 2010s. Yeah. And she, like, freaks out. She, go, she goes into the cupboard. She, like, holds the door closed. And the toddler is, like, trying to bang in on the door, like, being like, Mommy, Mommy. And I'm like, yeah, that's toddlers for you. Yeah, and so she's, she like, goes, having herself a little breakdown. Yeah, she has a breakdown in the closet, and the nanny, of course, shows up and saves the day. And I'm like, your motherfucking bougie ass cannot deal with these two kids <laughs> when you have a full-time live-in nanny. Right. Do you even work? Does she even have a job? I, I don't know if, if don't or what so. her job is. No, I don't, I, think, I don't think she does. I think she is... I think she somehow manages to be a neat with a full family, which is incredible <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> really cool yeah. shit. Yeah, um, impressive. So, 
Uh, yeah, so, and by the way, the nanny is, like, super cool about this, like, opens the closet, sees her clearly crying, and is just like, no problem. Okay, kids, we gotta go, we gotta yeah. go real quick. She, and, she like, shuffles them out like, because she recognizes that Charlotte's having a moment because yeah. she's a professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the nanny's great. Look, again, cannot overstate, the nanny is great and just happens to have a great rack as well, and this is a problem, <laughs> I guess. Like, That's not why she was hired, though, Ty. She was hired because of her child psychology degrees, as they They so do true. say that several times because, haha, <laughs> she has like, big boobs and she's smart. That can't be true. It's ridiculous. It sucks. This so. is a film for women, allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, fuck. Like, women who really hate other women, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so then we cut to Samantha, who is... Running a PR firm. Panties down around her fucking... Oh, right! Hand. I forgot that part. We have to give a, a, b- a bit of a scene here of what's happening. So Samantha's uh. working at this PR firm. She's in this, like, glass office, which apparently is, like, downtown Manhattan. It's, like... It's outside Times Square, actually. Yeah, it's outside yeah. Times Square. And, like, I have to reiterate, <laughs> like, completely glass office. Like, yes. windows like everywhere. Like, glass everything. Like, yes. glass walls. Glass... Like, not just glass outside, like, glass inside. Like, Including you can see the walls from of one the end of the floor to the other end of the floor and there is nothing in your way despite there being walls because it is all glass everyone can see everything you do yes. all the time there's, yes, a, there's an assistant there's an assistant sitting outside her room and at one point she's like rubbing all the creams on herself and she pulls down her panties and i feel like she's just sexually harassed her fucking assistant yeah, over there there's a yeah. scene of her with her thong around her ankles while she puts cream down in her crotch area and the assistant looks part over of her hormones that yeah. she needs because she cannot deal with ever having menopause even a little. Yep. By the way, this doesn't really ever go. Oh God. So either she way, allegedly yeah. like some, like there's a whole plot point about, Oh, she's off her hormones. She's going through menopause, but like, no, no, it doesn't no. actually and then happen. It just ends and she comes back and she's like, okay, I stopped again. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she gets a call from you know hunk number three thousand. No, no, it is specifically the hunk that she left last film. In the last oh, film, wait, yes. the I, was it? I know, yes. I know, I he was I totally different. Yeah. I looked this up on Wikipedia. It is the same dude. I genuinely thought it was a different dude, and he's like, no, that's gotta be hunk from the first film. So he looked up, and yeah, it totally is. That's hunk. Yeah, I can't believe. Is it like the same actor? Yes. Yeah. Damn, that hunk's got layers. He's like a hunk only. <laughs> he definitely is an S-class himbo. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the legend of hunk continues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, inexplicably, why are you still talking to these people? They're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so the hunk just invites her over to uh, some film premiere thing they're doing uh, because he's like, well, I want to make sure the person who helped me get my film career started <coughs> is with me when I walk on the red carpet. And, you know, we used to be a thing because, like, he was just a waiter and then she got him into showbiz because he's a hunk. Right. The, and so she's like, oh, okay, cool. Where are we going? And he's like, oh, well, we'll have to come meet me here in Abu Dhabi. Don't worry. I have all, like, there's a sheik who will be paying for everything who's paying for my film or whatever. Except um, that's not so- actually what gets them to go, by the way. The film premiere is in New York. Yeah, they go yeah. to the premiere, yeah. and then in the after party, they meet it, up with the It's person. really weird how it's set up. Like, this is the scene where she's like, let's all go to Abu Dhabi, because you know it's going to mm-hmm. happen. But it's not, actually. No. Yeah, they have to do that stupid premiere scene with the cameos by fucking Amelia oh, Kunis right, or whatever. Yeah, that one. Right, because yeah. the right. plot somehow manages to be 
convoluted and confusing, even when nothing happens. Yeah, I forgot they, uh, they, yeah, because it takes a full hour for them to get to Abu Dhabi. Yes, it does. Yeah, um, out of a two and a half hour runtime. It's almost like the first hour could have been not in the movie. Ten minutes, (laughs) maybe? (laughs) Weird, yeah. So, um, afterwards, there's a scene of Carrie and Mr. Big, like, giving each other gifts. For their anniversary? Cheer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a watch, it's a vintage watch. Come on. It's a Rolex. (laughs) It's a vintage watch that she ruins by engraving the backplate. Also, I didn't catch this was an anniversary gift, so this does make the next thing he does much more of a Homer Simpson move. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, so... She gives him a watch that essentially just says, we're not having kids on the back. Right? <laughs> yes. It, it comes up again here, and yet it doesn't go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Like, the watch just straight up says, just the two of us, no one else, definitely no small ones, especially Forever. no small ones. <laughs> no kids, dogs, or women with attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, And then he gives her a (laughs) TV. Okay, so his plan was, hey, so we had that one really good time where we watched black and white movies in bed together at the hotel or whatever. And I thought I would remake that by hiding a TV near our bed, which is like... Especially for a millionaire guy, it feels like a very bad way to go about this. Like, I, I think he had Fair. the right inkling of what to do, yeah. but then his execution was just dog yes. shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. He, he thought it was romantic, and it wasn't, but Carrie looks like someone shot her fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. She overreacts yes. so bad to this. Like, she he's just like leaves him for a few days for this. Yeah. Like, he... He even just straight up, he's just like, oh, God, sorry, I thought it was more romantic. Did I fuck up? And like, he straight up is just like right away, he's, he notices he made a mistake, and it's like, oh, God, let me make it up to you. And she instead, oh, God, yeah. So it, it's such a guy scene, gift thing. Like, she's like, I would rather have had a necklace. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, Which, I was mixed on God. this scene because, like, it comes from a good place, but it is the Homer Simpson bowling ball thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like if she had taken it gracefully and be like, oh no, we'll get something else, it'd be fine. But immediately she like pivots to give you, oh, why didn't you get me a necklace or whatever? And it's like, oh, fuck both of you. You know I'm high yeah. maintenance. Like I, I give Mr. Pig a lot more of a pass because I do feel like he did think this was a romantic gift. And it, yeah, it like, wasn't. I can see the like, thought. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I bought myself a TV, which a lot of guys do. They buy a gift and the. And the Try to spin it as. Spin it as a gift mm-hmm. for their. Their spouse, but it is a little bit. (laughs) At least there's some form of thought behind it, and he could like what would have been better would have been if he like rented out a theater and they went to watch a black and white movie. Yeah, because he is rich enough for that. He he could just throw that. He's rich enough for that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like those options are on the table. You know, so that's what he should have done. (laughs) They could have turned Carrie's old apartment into a movie. Right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah. Carrie reacts way, way over what, like, was deserved here. <laughs> Massively yeah, yeah. so. And, so, uh, so clearly so, they're starting to have a bit of trouble, and then we really hit some rocky waters. Yeah. So then he orders takeout, and she wanted to go out, So I guess. she, she blindsides him, blindsides him by going, hey, there's a premiere we have to go to today. We're going out to it. And he's like, oh, I didn't It wasn't a really blindside wanna... he forgot. He, he oh, does forgot? actually say, is like, oh, that's tonight. Yeah, so I guess. So like, and he's basically just like, God, I have been in an office all day with lawyer types. 
do I really have to go to this? And I, I am like, do go. I mean, like, there are some things you just do, and like she really wants to go to the premiere. You should, you should go with her. But then she's like, she's gonna let him stay. But then she sees the takeout container, and that infuriates her so much. <laughs> she's like, "Fuck you! I've changed my mind. We're going out because the I thought hate of food. <laughs> She's, she's, I don't understand. Also, you're in Manhattan and you're rich. You probably have some of the best takeout food in the entire country. Oh my God, yes, 100%. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) So another thing. Just throwing that out there. The other thing that makes this like so killer is he then like is like, despite clearly being, you know, out of emotional energy or whatever, he's like, okay, sure, I'll go. And does get it together and goes. And she's like, well, don't act like you're going to have a bad time all night. And he's like, okay, I'll have fun. And she's like, good, yeah. I, I'm and glad to hear you'll have fun. This, this comes uh, up, this comes up, because he does end up having fun, and she yeah, hates that's it. That's terrible. I just want to point out that during this whole scene, Carrie goes over to where the television stand is and pours him, like, a glass of whiskey from the decanter there. That's a rookie mistake. Don't put it that far away from you. You're going to want it on the coffee table in front of you or on the bookcase next to you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. Just letting you know. Anyway, continue. Um... So I kind of like lost track of the film for a little bit, but then they ended up on the red carpet outside of this film premiere. Here's, um, here's another scene that doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, shop, yeah, yeah. Earlier in the scene, they shop for a dress for Samantha and like they get her some dress. And there's a stupid scene about one of the women saying that she's older and she didn't need a dress and Samantha like quips at her. Whatever. Samantha they picks sh- up like this, basically a dress that a teenager slash young 20 year old would wear and carries like, mm, but she doesn't say anything. And then the attendant walks up and like Samantha's looking at this dress like, could you take this down in my size? And the attendant is like, ma'am, isn't that a bit young for you? I have to say the dress is fucking hideous too. Oh, it's yes. hideous, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she shows um, up to the red so carpet scene and who, who's there with her? Some other actress. It's Hannah, Ma- Hannah Montana. Hannah oh, Montana. What? <laughs> and Montana. Um, Except so she's she's being out- called Miley Cyrus at this point because that was when this film was being shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, still always Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Sorry, you don't get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they try but to yeah, have so- this moment where you know they're both wearing the same dress. Oh God, the the press are gonna like eviscerate her but then Miley comes up to Samantha and they're their best girlfriends yeah and, and I guess this is Miley Cyrus's cameo in the movie this is yeah. warm Miley sticking Ray Cyrus up for is... the moment this is peak feminism <laughs> and Miley Cyrus is not intimidated by Samantha having the same dress because they are not even in the same uh, stratosphere of celebrity Tactic. so <laughs> yup <laughs> Um, so then, the, yeah, they get asked, hey, have you ever been to the United Arab Emirates? Because and, we got um, a whole movie to do. Yeah, Samantha meets the Sheik, uh, who's still his attendant. The movie. Yeah. No, I think it is. is, I, think it is I, I honestly don't know if he shows up or not. I think it is the Sheik, yeah. yeah. Okay. And the Sheik's like, I'm so impressed by this actor that you mentored that I want you to He's see. He's a fucking moron. Imagine what you could do for my PR. Yeah. Come to my hotel and then, like, big it up here, I guess. Make it make it yeah. rich. And they, they're talking about where they want to go. And at one point, they're like, oh, I've heard great things about Dubai. To which someone responds with, Dubai is over. <laughs> it's Abu Dhabi now, baby. Now, if uh, you were a kid from America in the 90s, the way that you were probably aware of Abu Dhabi as a city is in Garfield and Friends. Man. Garfield oh, keeps... Threatening to mail Nermal to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Correct. 
And that is your cultural touchstone for Abu Dhabi. It's true. That's mine. <laughs> yup. But Dubai's um, over. Uh, this next yeah, scene so is hideous. I can't remember. So oh, right, I, I did. He walks up. You got this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got when, this yeah, one. He so, walks up. Er, so Mr. Big is sitting, Carrie's with her friends having a chat. And Mr. Big is over by the bar talking with a hot lady. And they're specifically, uh, Carrie's like, oh, well, yeah, he didn't want to come out, but I, I dragged him out. And then, I don't know, Miranda over. is like, oh, he looks like he's having a pretty good time right now. Yeah, he's talking to this hot lady. He's laughing. He's having a fun time talking to this lady. And Carrie's like, oh, fuck, no, that ain't, that ain't happening. Absolutely she, not. The jealousy, the jealousy between all these fuckers, it's insurmountable. Who was, yes. who was he talking to? The actress was one of those, like, extremely hot people. Yeah, but, I, I don't oh, remember actually who plays her. her. Yeah. Yeah, she's a big actress, though. I could maybe look it up. And she doesn't show up in the film anymore. No, no, she's just here for this little cameo. So she like goes up to Mr. Big and hangs him and is like, "Hey, I'm Carrie Preston." So she's not too upset to take his surname now. Oh, I think it was Penelope Cruz. That's who it was. (laughs) Oh, it totally was, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, hands off, my man. Hmm. Get get away from my husband. Oh, you're a hot woman, and are he's you? Just like oh, I can't remember what she was. There's like, there's like a business the president woman? of the Bank of Madrid or some shit. Yes. Yeah, and yeah like, no, it, it was the vice president of the bank Bank of Madrid, and they were talking about like business and stocks yeah. and shit. Like, yep. <laughs> and then Carrie's some... like, oh, Carrie is like, well, Mister Big, you know how I promised you that you weren't having a good time and we could just leave, and you said this is all just stale food and stupid people. Well, you're <laughs> right. It is just stale food. Let's. Go and I'm like, oh my god, I fucking hate you. Yeah, she's the worst. She is a four year old child at so many points in this film, but this is like one of the most direct. Hey, we're going to this thing, and you better have a good yep. time. And he's like, all right, sure. All right, and then he goes fine. and he has a good time, and she goes, how dare you go and have a <laughs> <Yep>. good time? <laughs> like you were it's having so a good time with a hot woman. How fucking dare? And you. it should also be said that like the conversation they said, like that they clear it up instantly, yes. and it's very obvious that there is no mystery no. here. He had yeah, no ill intentions. She knew he was married. She knew. He was, she was like, yeah, oh, you're his wife. Hi. Like, they talk so much her. about you. Yeah, they play it up because, like, Carrie walks into the conversation with, with him saying something like, yeah, I can keep it up or something like that. And Carrie takes it the wrong way. And she's like, oh, yep. I'm talking about the stocks or whatever. It's banking stuff. She's a banker, you know. Yep. And yeah, yeah, and, and she just Carrie keep in mind out. how much Carrie is worried about infidelity, and just <laughs> think about the projection that might imply down the road. Um, Don't worry about <laughs> it. So uh, they then are having a fight about uh, they're like a TV bed fight where he's watching the TV because they just did. He went out and told her, "Hey, I'm tired. I don't really want to go out." And then he went out, and then they got back, and he's like, "Okay, now I'm extremely tired. Can I just lie in bed and watch TV for a minute?" It's not any and TV. Just, it's deadliest catch. It's deadliest catch. <laughs> for the record. By the way, whenever they watch like the TV and the thing, because they actually cut to it a surprising amount of time. A, it's real New York area ads. I have seen all those ads they put in. And B, it's actual footage from Deadliest Catch. <laughs> yeah. What if the page for that? Probably. It was a, it was a thanks to the credits for it, so. <laughs> I didn't even see that. So, De- they just, they have this awful fight about how 
he there's no sparkle in their relationship but he was had, he had that sparkle when he was talking to that lady there was a sparkle then and i put in the notes uh that i want a divorce i'm not in this marriage i'm not married i want to file for a divorce look, i'm not sure from who but look, this movie makes me want a divorce <laughs> we actually are married the, yes. the two of us we married for just over two years now in fact and actually the, the whole thing about we want to sparkle is just the most toxic idea about a marriage possible. Yeah. Yes, 100%. 100%. Like, just, just gonna throw that out there. It's, it's almost yeah, like their marriage like, is a work in progress and they need to, you know, put that extra effort for it. It's almost like they're both human beings and they're not a pair of manic pixie dream girls for each other, which is what they both want, I guess. Harry like, well, like wants it. Yeah. Her God. manic pixie dream big. Yeah, God, fuck. So uh, she wakes up and turns off the TV because the TV had an ad that woke her up, but not him. So then he go- she goes out to the kitchen and writes a note that's just like, hey, uh, I woke up before you didn't want to wake you up. I'm going to my old apartment for a few days. P.S. They still have that old apartment. Yeah. It is allegedly he- two years after the events of the first film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Reminder, this is two years after the first film, which uh, means they have been renting that apartment for no reason Spe- for two Spending $4,000 a month just to did, have an empty apartment. <laughs> did we mention they also mentioned that they are in a different apartment from the one they had at the end the, of the, the first The super film? mansion apartment they had at the They were yeah. like, we yeah, went mentioned- down to earth, but it's still the hugest apartment in New York you could get. Yeah, so it's like at the end huge. of the first movie, they were in that penthouse suite, and it was super awesome and crazy with the huge closet. And then she like mentions, "Oh yeah, we moved down like twelve stories into the same building, but they build the fucking place they're in is still huge and it has a huge closet and looks fucking amazing." So like, did you really do anything yeah. different? Yep. Um, no, no, it's not yeah, the penthouse. So they're trying to pretend count. they're not so bougie, but it it's got several <laughs> rooms and it's fucking huge. And yeah, they mentioned that like, oh, it might seem crazy that we didn't sell off the apartment, but you know, the market's been really down. Everyone's been having trouble. So we Ha-ha, just held you know on that to recession. it. But I thought she did Is move it? out of her apartment. No, she moved back in, didn't she, in the first film? Yeah. Right? yeah. She moved out and then somehow managed to move right back into that apartment because that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then there's calls back and forth. Uh, she mentions that she's just like, oh, I need to really write this thing. I need to bang this thing out in a couple days or whatever. I and haven't worked on my project totally at all. fine, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He's Mr. like, Riggs oh, like, no, it's, okay. you, you got your work and that's important. Go for it. Like, that makes sense. And I respect your desire for personal space. I'm sorry if I made you upset recently, but yeah, no problem. Uh, again, Mr. Big, just chill with it. <laughs> again, it biggest park. strike, currently a minor Homer. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know why I have Middle East me so, in quotes. They, we get another brunch scene, and oh, yeah. the entire point of this brunch scene is to set up the plot of the rest of the movie. Yep. Because Samantha, we have the thing of her setting up with talking with the Sheik and stuff, and she's just like, yeah, they want me to come out to Abu Dhabi and do PR for them. And I said I would totally do it, but only if I could bring my three best friends. And also, you don't have a choice. You're going to Abu Dhabi with me next week, by the way. Yeah, yeah so they because... kind of guilt trip the other two in. So, like, Miranda yeah. doesn't have a job. She's fine to go. Carrie's like, yeah, sure, Miranda I like quit. my husband. Oh, by the way, even though Miranda has quit her job, like, money is not an issue. Despite yeah. the fact that her husband's mother still lives with them and all sorts of other fun stuff. 
Yeah, which like, means that she must make buku fucking money because if they don't care about money when she just quit her job, she's either ridiculously rich or there's other income, and it's not the second case. So fuck her. <laughs> yup. Yup. But yeah, so they start guilt tripping um, fucking Charlotte, Charlotte into it because she's like, "Well, I got two kids and I don't want to go," and they're like, "You're going," and she's like, "Okay." And and it's like on one hand, like yeah, she probably does need a bit of a break. On the other hand, like. All of their reasoning is bad. The reason she doesn't want to go is because she thinks that the maid is going to cheat with her husband. Yeah, it's literally just nanny jealousy. Yeah, it's, when she again, 100% needs a break. Yep. All of these people just, they're all so jealous and insecure all the time. Yep. It's truly tremendous. Like, they're some of the weakest human beings uh, rendered on film. They are rich. Uh, and so. Samantha at some point goes, I go to children's birthday parties for you. You're oh, going God. to have a for me. You're tripping with that. I went to your kid's birthday party for two hours, which means you have to upend your life for a week. Yep. That's Samantha. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. So, uh, also, there's there's another scene of Carrie uh, slowly realizing that she just likes being romance and doesn't actually like relationships. Yeah, so she's... really the long and short of she's it. She's in her apartment, and Big calls her up and is like, can you come to our restaurant in, like, half an hour? She's like, yes, and dresses up in this hideous newspaper print dress. God. Yes. So I, I, I made goes, a joke. Sorry, I made a joke, but the New York Times really is a rag. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good because yeah and then so they go and have a really nice romantic evening there the relationship's back on track because yeah you're right because carrie doesn't actually want a relationship and, and he's like biggest like how's this for sparkle and she's like oh and it's like you can't sustain a relationship on that no but anyway no <laughs> so and then mr so, big oh my god you have to describe the scene because it's this scene uh, is like the pinnacle part of the film. I think, in my opinion, like the big deal about this film. And it's. She, yep. Carrie just takes it completely it, the wrong way, and it's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So basically, Mr. Big just proposes when they're back together. Like, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, that was so, really great. Yeah, he's like, hey, that was really great. I'm glad we had that. Maybe, you know, just having a couple days apart from each other once in a while where we can do our own shit, you know, might be a good good idea. Like, I can go spend two days, you know, watching TV and being a schlub or whatever because I know you hate that shit. And you he can go be out with your friends and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, that's really what it is. He's like, I just want to be a schlub if that's cool. And she just has, she has none of it. And basically, yeah, he just, he proposes, hey, let's have weekends because being married to you is a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, he doesn't say that she takes it like that but like yeah his whole idea is well, you know i mean here's the thing here's the thing he's saying it as just a kind thing of like clearly this little break was great for us you know like yeah. hey this will let us not get on each other yes. yeah god and carrie's the one who ran away carrie yep. is the yeah. one who did it and, first and he sees this and is like oh okay maybe she's the type of person who needs a break yeah, yeah having like, personal would you spaces like of... this idea, honey? This idea seemed to work well for you in our marriage, and I'm asking and having a discussion if and you she, think that would be good. She and once she again loses it. Like someone <laughs> killed her puppy. She is aghast that he <sighs> would like suggest something that she literally did to him. Yeah. Loudly protests against everything she just did when proposed from the other side. Cool. Welcome hey. to Carrie. This is her whole character. Yep. And then uh, Mr. Big is so, like, well, we don't have to do it every week or, or if you don't want to do it yeah, at all. He, he immediately realizes that she's having a moment and goes like, well, you know, if you don't want to. And, but she is already in full panic mode. Yeah. 
yeah, and he's, pers- like, he's like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, I just wanted to ask and see if you wanted to do it because it seemed like you enjoy it. And she just, yeah, does not chill, does not listen to him. Shocking no one. Doesn't listen to him. And oh, she pretends to be cool with it. Uh, and, and then, and clearly isn't, but she's like, no, no, I'm sounds good. And it's like, no, you fucking asshole. And, uh, Communication. You know- <laughs> You know, now that we've, uh, now that Carrie has shown that it's unfair to leave her sp- significant other for, uh, you know, for two days at a time mm-hmm. without much planning or prep, and it's mm-hmm. really unfair to do that in any circumstance, how dare you? That Time to leave awful. for seven days. Right? Yeah. She's going to Abu Dhabi for a week. And she's like, no, two, two days. Two days away. You don't want to be married to me. Two days will turn into three days. Turn into five days. We'll turn into seven days a week. It's like, oh my god, I fucking hate you. Step back from that slippery Nothing slope, Nothing like using ma'am. the slippery slope fallacy for my own marriage. <laughs> god. God. So, then, we're all on the airplane, and it's really nice and better than any time I've ever been on an airplane. Well, Fuck them. <laughs> they have their own cabins, which are on the, like, cubby holes. Because the sheik is paying for everything, so they're getting double first yeah, class. Yeah, it's not that they have their own cabins. Apparently, the sheik has his own airline? And yes. so they're in, like, super first class with these, like, ritzy-ass, you know, personal I, I cabins. I do think they say at some point, we get our own cabins, but they are just, like, cubbies with curtains. Uh, that, that is how airlines well, do yeah, that shit. Well, yeah, that's first class, but... But more importantly, this is the first time where uh, all of the ladies decide to revel in the endless wealth and uh, not think about where it came from even a little. (laughs) So, yeah, if if you thought the Marxist criticism was coming, wait until we get to Abu Dhabi. Holy shit. Yeah. um, So, uh... When they're on the airplane, one of the uh, ladies, I think it's Miranda or something, Miranda. is like going through her magazines and is just like, yeah, I got this and I got this and I got something shitty to read for when I need to, you know, not be studying Arabic Here's my anymore, I guess. People magazine about the nanny, about the husband who cheated with the nanny. And Charlotte's just like, ooh. And that's and basically the end of that. Yeah. There's also a minor yeah, plot like, point that Miranda just... tries to learn Arabic throughout this entire time. So she's our like cultural touchstone yes. here. She, she's the she's the touristy naive racist, the one who's like I, I give her she's some trying. credit because she yeah. is trying. She yeah. is trying. Yeah. She's trying to learn some words. She's trying to look up the local culture. She's trying. It's still racist because it's still racist in that very naive way, but it, it's yeah. the kind it's of more for, than the others yes, ever do. It's a lot more forgivable, and for the most part, you would just look at that kind of tourist and be like, "Oh, hen, you're you're, you're trying." Like, they're try- they're good people still, yeah. Like they're it's ignorance as opposed to malice. Yeah, yep. a lot of the rest of them. Woof. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, so like she just straight up throws down a People magazine in the middle of everything that's just like Jude Law cheating with his nanny. And yeah, the one who has anxiety disorder reaches over and goes, ah, my anxiety. And then just like runs back into her cabin, shuts the door. And they're like, no, don't read that. And she's like, fuck you. I'm getting I'm getting mad as hell over here. (laughs) This is the only way I can get it up anymore. It's really rough. Um, So then we get there and. Or no, we're still in the plane, and Samantha makes some big joke about how much she loves being promiscuous. God, I just and, love um, fucking dudes who aren't my husband. Just, okay, yeah. And then before, the flight attendant's like, mmm. Yeah, so they, they give you some context here. They're at the bar. The, the plane has a full mini bar. They're that at the mini bar, and they're drinking. And um, this woman, who's obviously Arabic because she has like the whole head wrap thing going on, like she's giving them drinks, which, by the way, is weird. 
I don't know, but anyway. Uh, don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, Samantha's like talking about how she loves fucking, and like the woman kind of like bumps the drinks and like almost spills them because uh. she's upset by this. Wow, yeah. I will I never is is basically the tone of the scene, and yeah. and get this ready is... for all of Samantha's interactions for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yep. this is also when Carrie tells them about the two days a week thing, and, and... then they all just fucking tear into no, her. Well, I think someone someone's <laughs> sympathetic. I feel like it's Miranda, maybe. Probably Who's Miranda's like... the most human person in this. Yeah, film. Miranda's well, think... like, well, maybe that could like actually Samantha. work for you. And Charlotte's like, no, that's not what a marriage is. Marriage is twenty four seven. Yeah, she has a huge and fucking problem with turning it off. And yeah, that goes through and her character. Samantha, on the other hand, if I remember right, is there at the beginning of the scene and like seems pretty cool with it or whatever. And then they wait for her to leave and then everyone starts staring into Carrie, which is like also very strange. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, two so, days off to make marriage sound like a job, says Charlotte. And I'm like, you're the one who locked yourself in a cupboard away from your kids to cry. Weird. It's like you might be able to get something. Na- oh, never mind. No, never mind. Nope. No self-reflection um, at all. So uh, they're landing in the airport and they're going through. And the only thing that matters here is they see all of her 5,000 vitamins and minerals. And hormones. patches and whatnot. And... Um, just confiscate them all because they're not properly labeled and the hormones probably are illicit. They're made with yams. That comes up later. They're made with yams. It's fine. And Um, then, you know, so if you thought this film wasn't racist enough, if if you thought we hadn't gotten to that, get ready to just sort of stew in a low-level miasma of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So here's my fun fact of the movie, and this is what made me go crazy when I first watched this. Apparently, this movie was not filmed in Abu Dhabi. It was filmed in Morocco because Abu Dhabi thought this film was too sexy and banned it. So every <laughs> yeah, single that, scene is yeah. in Morocco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guess was that it was banned in three countries, but I will accept banned in the country that it was supposed to be filmed. Yes. <laughs> so I have fun with that one. <laughs> God. So, um,. God, yeah, they throw out all of her shit, and she starts immediately flipping out that, oh, no, I'm going to have super menopause. But, but oh, menopause. No, no, I can't age. If I age, I'll turn into a skeleton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, so then they all pull up there, and they're walking out of the hotel, and they are being shown the excess of wealth to which they will be treated the rest of the film, which I think is supposed to give like secondhand voyeuristic pleasure to the audience, but instead it's just, it's just super insufferable because they're all miserable while it's happening. But literally they walk outside and there are four Maybachs, four Maybachs outside, which are like, for those of you who don't know what a Maybach is, uh, it's a very expensive vehicle. (laughs) Maybach. Yeah, yeah, so here, here's the thing about this movie. You're supposed to identify and, like, relate to these four women as they do their thing and whatnot. But, like, this entire scene sets up the fact how rich and out of touch with a normal moviegoer they are. Yep. So but, how but, do I have any empathy for this? But it's even weirder because they do this thing where it's like, oh, sure, we're rich Manhattan socialites with two apartments in Manhattan. But we're not that rich compared to a literal Arab shake. Like... You know, oh wow, this is pretty expensive, even for me. It's because yeah. they're still pretending that they're actually the middle class, the scrappy underdogs, the Dude, middle it, class people they are in the yeah. show. They 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 start the show as it's, fairly middle class yeah. aspirational, and they feel like Goliath, they're still there. 
it's Goliath. It's it's a classist version of Goliath trying to be David. Like, yep. It's a classic. It's a tale as old as time of the big man wanting to be the little man yep. and wanting to be oppressed, and they're doing it via classism. And they have to they have to like build up this incredible, impossible end for yep. them to possibly be measured against this David. Oh, oh sure, <laughs> I'm rich, but I'm not rich compared to this guy. So clearly, I'm just like a, you, the common man. If you're petite bourgeoisie, you're still bourgeoisie. I don't give a shit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So, and like, uh, get ready. Also, oh, no. wait, there is a very cool line where Miranda, who is the one, I believe, who is trying to be chill about yep. the whole yeah. thing and trying to understand culture, uh, does, as she gets in the uh, the car to right away, yells, uh, Abu Dhabi do, as if she were some kind of fucking garbage Fred Flintstone. <laughs> cool. Because, you know, their, their language is just so impossible. Arabic, who speaks that? Mm. I love making jokes about the sounds other people make. Oh fuck! So um, then they're having It'd an introduction with like the the sheik's aide or whatever, and um, you know he asks, "Oh hey, how how was the flight? How was everything?" Because you know it's fucking airline. He owns it, and he she goes like a magic carpet, and he says out loud, "How yeah, no, charming!" I don't know who says this. It, it was one of the. I, I, it might have been Samantha, but like one of them says, it's "like a magic carpet," three. and it's like. This kind, it, it, it's the sigh of a man who's used to this but still doesn't like yes. it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he just says, charming. how charming. And they try and present it like he's actually saying how charming. And you know he's just like, fucking white people. God damn it. Here's <laughs> like, the white ladies. Like, fuck me running. Really? Magic carpet? Like, that's what? Oh, fuck this. Um, so... They then are at another scene. They go to the hotel. That's what this they're, is. They're, yeah, they're in like the right hotel now. lobby yes. or something. Yeah. And like the and Argentinian <laughs> football team is there. No, no, for some it's reason. the rugby team because yeah. the Rugby World it Cup is, is happening in Abu Dhabi this year. It says England rugby on their shirts. I'm like, oh, that's a sport yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so Samantha's getting all horny about it, and then just is like, oh, did they bring their balls <laughs> to this man who's like clearly not cool with it? And he's like, yeah, they have many balls because they're a, they're a ball sport team. They're, they're a, they are a rugby <laughs> team, ma'am. And she's like, I'm so, talking about their genitals. And he's like, I mm. want to I wanna ride their nuts. <laughs> and, he, and, and he's just like. Very well, ma'am. I, to point out, I don't know if she By does it way, now, but Miranda at, at several points tells her to fucking cool it. <laughs> yeah. Like, Miranda mentioned, is it on the plane? She's like, yeah, it's not actually like acceptable to uh, just embrace in public between a man and a woman. Like, that's not a thing you can do. Like, she explains, like, yo, you need to be chill about, like, intimacy and sex stuff because it's a very different culture over there. And Samantha's like, I'm going to fuck anything I see, even a rat. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's like, God and it's damn a it, big Samantha. plot point, and Samantha is fucking awful. Mm. Um, so they each get a butler, and we're introduced to the butlers, and oh, only two of them matter, and only one of them even matter matters. But right. so one of them's a gay joke because you thought that you could get all the gay jokes out by doing the whole gay wedding thing for the first half hour, but no, no. We, got, we got another one. Bonus we need round. to make more gay jokes. <laughs> so he, here's another thing. Like they get these personal manservants that follow them around for their beck and call to do anything they want. But like, no one, like no one says like, this is kind of weird. Why would they do no. it? They're totally fine with it and immediately lean into it. They're just like, oh, wow, he must be really rich. Unlike us, who are the common man. <laughs> they say with two of them having nannies <laughs> full time. 
fuck like oh my god yeah like they they try oh it sucks it's so um, bad also as as they're going through um i can't remember which one it is the one who got married charlotte uh, and has the two kids charlotte yeah she uses a pseudonym when they're getting their names because her last name is now like I it's remember, golden like, golden blatt golden blatt something like that yeah, yeah. it's a very clearly like a jewish name is the idea yep uh and she's like yeah well i can't have a jewish last name over here and like, oh, cool, cool. They <laughs> I, I don't do anything entirely. with this. No, it's. I don't know why they. Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to do this. <laughs> like, it's one of the many moments of just like, why did you say that even? Like, why did you do this? Who wrote this in? Yep. Um, we then get. I can't even remember where the hell they are at this so point. So they go There's to the so pool many parts. to oh, go yeah, to like oh right 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 sick. This is the French fry French fry burger. Yeah. Are you ready for some female liberation, everybody? Nope. Some female liberation. That's, mixed there's some with, heavy like, quotes in that sentence right there. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that mixed with some deep Islamophobia. Like real oh, fast. It kicks ass. Holy shit. Yeah, so there's this like, they're chilling at a poolside and they're just watching the people around them. They notice that there's these two um, Islamic women just eating like at a pool and they were commenting on that the head wrap and like dress that one of these women have is like embroidered. So, so they're in a really which if you don't know is the full mask but it has like a slit for the eyes and like Carrie sees that one of them is wearing like just this far out their eye shadow in it and she starts calling her the real housewife of Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Like Really awkwardly, she has embroidery on hers as well, which is yeah. totally, totally yeah. normal. It's totally normal for them to do that. Oh, and also, someone yells at Samantha because her clothes are too revealing, and everyone's like, "Hey, like you can't do that here." And she's like, "It's fine. We're by the pool. No one cares." They do care, <laughs> but they do absolutely but, care. Yeah, yeah, they do absolutely care. Um, so then they say a very. <sighs> They Boy, say, howdy. How do we Carrie, describe this? God, you I just want to say... You don't have a line that pissed me off advanced, I'm, I'm fucking sorry, first of all. <laughs> just up, up front, this sucks. I'm sorry you had to be exposed to this. Everyone in this call and everyone listening. <laughs> yep. They just straight up are like... Oh, I, I can deal with the head wrap or whatever, but the, the facial covering, it's like they don't want them to have a voice. And, and then she looks I directly at the camera and says, this is feminism. <laughs> It's uh, it's the beginning of the white savior Carrie. complex that this movie has, and yep. and this is, is Carrie. This is all Carrie. Like Carrie is like the fucking worst for this shit in this film. Yeah, Carrie pushes the white savior angle as hard as possible, and like to the point that one of them gets a thing of French fries. One of the uh, one of the ladies at the other table, and she's like, "Well, how is she possibly going to eat French fries with that <gasps> facial covering?" And she just like grabs it on a fork, lifts it up, and, like, eats it under the facial covering. Like, it's not a big deal at all. And she's like, my God, a lift for every fry. How oppressive. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, like, this this sort of shit of, like, wow, look at how Islamophobic this is and awful, but I'm still going to make a joke at her expense. Well, exactly. Even worse. That's what pissed even me worse off. is Charlotte is obsessing over the husband not calling her back, and Carrie is like... Hey, put your phone down. You're missing the lady eating the French fries. Right. This, yeah, this they make is it a literally. Attraction. This is literally an attraction to me. Like, I need to do my comedy routine they over are this woman. Staring at this poor woman. This poor fucking woman being stared at by four shitty white ladies. Like, awful. Awful. But it's funny because Carrie's doing it. 
Like this scene, this scene right here is why if any of my friends who are like visiting from Europe or whatever are like, man, fucking Americans. I'm like, yeah, dog, fucking Americans. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's like this shit right here. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Carrie lying in bed in the hotel, which is a classic way to blow 45 seconds because we needed to fill more time. Because she's film, got jet lag. So she wakes hours. up and goes to get herself some milk or something yeah yeah i want to before the scene starts i want to say like they're in like the penthouse super diamond deluxe suite with like yes. their yes. own floor to them yet for some reason the jewel suite yeah but the for some reason suite. carrie and miranda need to share the same room they have two beds in that room it's a bit weird yeah it, why like I, for how ritzy they present this place that doesn't make any sense anyway so um, she goes to get milk from the fridge, I guess, and the manservant shows up uh, awake and aware and scares the shit out of her. And then we have. She She's asked like, why. why are you still yeah, she asked why. Here? Like, well, you, you didn't dismiss here? me. And it's like two in the morning, and I'm like, okay, you should tell him to go home. Like, tell them to go home. Right. But, like, she's like, okay, well, maybe you can eat up the milk for me. And I'm like, fuck you. Well, no, yeah. he says he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, he's very good at his job, apparently, um, which she should then just respond with and be like, no, get out of here. What are you talking about? You're dismissed. Go home. She, she makes uh, a really like, token effort to dismiss him. But like, it does just. But what him. if this guy just heated up milk for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he even just like. Oh, would you like me to add a little bit of cinnamon? I personally find it to be quite good. My wife, who is at home, who I can't see, loves this. <laughs> <laughs> he does shoehorn this in in the best possible way. And yeah. this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking film. Because it turns out that this guy is a migrant worker from India. And this is a thing that happens in yes. the United Arab Emirates. That they bring migrant workers over from India and pay them like shit. So that they can, you know, keep this lavish lifestyle up. And he talks about how I can only afford, they pay me so shitty that I can only afford to see my wife once every three months. And she's like, I need to make this about myself. Is it it hard? Is it hard being apart from your spouse? Because I'm finding it really hard when my husband suggested two days a week apart. This is so fucking outrageously insensitive what she does in this scene. Like just making like, it about this guy her. literally is like, I am dying of every disease, and she's like, Oh, I got a cold once. <laughs> is that the and same? It's just like, like that. Like, I know how you feel, sir. And he's like, No, every time we, every moment we spend together is special and so good. So every moment you spend together will be special, Carrie, because I know this is actually all about you. And I thought this might be a moment like Carrie realizes that. He, yeah, maybe being apart two days a week isn't so bad. Like, fuck it. If it works for you, it works for you. I mean, like, I get, I mean, I get it. We started long distance. We only saw each other twice a year yeah. for 12 years. Like, I... Sometimes that shit happens. Because I know how this works. It's just yeah. like... But nah. But no, she doesn't learn this lesson at all. Yeah. No. Like, there, there is a very real lesson trying to be presented in this film of, like, relationships come in all shapes and sizes and expecting, you know, your life to fit one exact mold of thousands and thousands of other people is wild and completely unreasonable. But also but, the um, film is super judgy if you're not having a totally normal <laughs> yeah. relationship. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so bad. <laughs> Like, uh, I mean, really, God with this damn. one coming up? I mean, this one coming up is is pretty, pretty so, bad. 
Yeah, so they're having breakfast the next morning. And Samantha is shoving Samantha chickpeas mentioned. in her face because apparently they have estrogen in them. <laughs> yeah, and so um, so she mentions, oh my, you know my my servant was definitely super gay, and his name's uh, Abdul. So I started calling him Paula Abdul. And well, no, no, it was. It was, he, he specifically, she's like, yeah, you know, one of them's like, how do you know he's gay? And she's like, well, when I asked him how to pronounce his name, he said Abdul, like Paula Abdul. And they're like, ah, yeah, he's super gay then. (laughs) As opposed to just like, here's the touchstone that you, a stupid white person would know for how to pronounce this. They take it as, oh, that means he's gay. But he is gay. But also, unfortunately, he he just shows up up for like a ton of seconds is like, I'm the gay butler. He's extremely stereotypically gay. I have a feeling that would uh, get you called out in the Middle East, but you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck this movie. Gotta get the gay jokes in. So um, then they all get in their cars and are getting in their separate cars and are getting ready to go to the market to go buy spices and whatever. And Carrie's butler feels the need to lean in right before they leave. By the way, ma'am. By the way, whatever you do, don't have a forbidden experience. (laughs) (laughs) He does say that. And it's it's the name of my new album. Don't get (laughs) yeah. He refers to as it's a forbidden experience where you'll buy all sorts of illegal goods and all. They'll offer you a watch and then say there's more in the back room, but you can't do that because that's illegal. And they they spend a lot of time on this so you know that they're setting something up but it's not going to pay off for another hour it doesn't pay it off at all it reminds me it reminds me of Tyra Banks's book where in Tyra Banks's book which is real by the way there is a uh I can't remember what it is. There's like, uh, if you buy knockoff goods of like knockoff creations, you get terribly murdered in some way, shape or form. (laughs) It's like that. Like they're just trying to be like, don't buy knockoff goods. How dare you? Like, which is again, why would you say like this film was allegedly set in a recession? Who the fuck are you talking to? Right. Like, holy shit. People that think it's okay to travel to Abu Dhabi (laughs) and buy knockoff goods. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Abu Dhabi has like a illegal fucking bootleg goods problem I, something like that <laughs> Some so they they go out to the market they all go they're totally separate no, ways was, yeah it's just the two of them it's carrie and miranda is it miranda i think, it's, I think it's, I miranda it's miranda also goes i don't know what the yeah, other two yes, are doing it doesn't miranda. matter they, yeah. they split up immediately yeah. but so, they yeah. split up so it's just carrie yeah. So, yeah, we're, so we're Carrie is like Carrie buying and shoes. Miranda told about that? Probably. Given what happens later. Yeah, but I yeah, think Carrie what is alone. Later. Yeah, Carrie's alone in the next scene because she goes to buy uh, some shoes that are like probably knockoffs or whatever. There's an like old wise Arabic, Arabic man who sells her shoes for cheap. Yeah, yeah. So she goes yeah. to buy the shoes, and the guy's like, "It's twenty bucks," and she's like, "Twenty bucks, really? What? Like, you're used to buying five hundred dollar pairs of shoes. You fucking have no idea what things cost. What? It's yeah. just a banana, How much Michael. could a banana cost, Michael? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so then, like, the call to prayer happens, and. I don't understand. They reference the call to prayer multiple times. And they need to set up the, to for people who have no idea what Islam is, what the call to prayer is, because it happens later in the movie and it's a big part of the movie. Right. That's the only reason. Is it relevant the second time it comes up? I don't know. Because it, it, it is because it has a bunch of religious people show up. And that's the reason. Okay. Um, but the big thing here well, is that she buys the shoes and she's like, oh, there's no room in my handbag. So she takes out something 
slaps it on the desk, and then the call to prayer happens. And, and you, as the movie watcher... I, I'm sitting there going, put that back in your back. Put that back in your back. Carrie, Carrie, put that back Spoilers. in your back. It's your fucking passport. When you go overseas, you fucking tape that to your chest. Like, yes, that doesn't right? leave you. Yes, no. Why... It was ridiculous. I didn't know what it was. That said, they don't say anything no, about they it. it they, they, they just, just get a shot. real nice close-up shot of her slapping this on the table, and you as a moviegoer go like, oh, that's going to pay off soon. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And so uh, Carrie sees an old flame and gets distracted. I, and I think it's the the big other dude she was involved with. because I think In he, the he, show. He proposed to her at some point, like they mentioned. He was yeah. the big other, other lover. The guy who is. isn't Mr. Uh, big. Aiden, I think. Yeah, that's his name. And they have um, this like slow motion freeze for him as he turns around and she sees him. And then she's like drawn to him. I'm like, hey, no, pick up, pick up the thing you put on the desk. No, honey, no, honey, no, no. The movie won't happen if we don't do this. Hen, hen, you need <laughs> yeah. to pick that up. I don't know what it was, but please, for the love of God, don't leave it there. So, uh, so then they have a discussion about like, oh, how odd is it that we ran into each other? Ha ha, you should call me for dinner later. Cool or whatever. Like, we're both married. It's fine. Uh, then we cut to all of them at a pool. Um, there's some ladies in a burkini chilling out and they try and play make it as a, a joke. joke. Which, like, yeah, it's not a joke. It, it was That's bad. Just... What? Yeah, it's, it's not good. They do this. Um, then oh, I have the note. Oh, thank God the hunks are here. Oh, yeah. Which... So they're chilling at the pool here. And apparently the entire like rugby team for whoever shows Australian up. rugby team, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. There's like fucking 20 like jacked dudes in like thongs just kind of show up on the poolside. And of course, like Samantha's horny goes up to 11. But then she realizes, oh, no, she's not actually really horny. What a terrible thing. And I'm like, going through menopause. So, yeah, apparently without her pills, she can no longer has the desire to fuck. And then we oh, go no. off into the desert where they ride camels for <laughs> Yeah, so reason. then they ride camels the next day. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Then they just, like, hard cut to them riding around on camels. Uh, nothing happens. One of them, uh, she gets signal on her phone, the one who's obsessed about Charlotte. the nanny and all that. Yeah, yeah Charlotte. Um, and she, like, is trying to get signal and manages to fall off her horse. Uh, as you do and yeah fall off your horse Uh, and so she falls off the camel and lands and they stand up and they have a whole bit about her getting a camel toe when she fell off a camel again these friends are awful uh, I was gonna say by the way the entire time there's all a bunch of these like servant dudes that are like you know chaperoning the camels around and they are just rolling their eyes so incredibly hard at these fucking white women doing absolutely nothing with their lives yep yep and then out of nowhere, they're, they're, they then like take the camels to a place where, where they're having dinner. They're having a meal in this tent in the desert. And then a fucking oh, jeep. They do rolls mention, in. by the way. They mention they're like, oh, it's really incredible how much, uh, how many like, how much clothing and food and wonderful things four manservants can pack into four Maybachs. Aren't you? Are you? Yep. Don't you like us? They Aren't do we say relatable? That. They do. Yeah. But so then this jeep. I think you're part of this scenes. They have this like dinner out in this tent in the middle of like these sand dunes or whatever and this fucking jeep just comes flying over these hills like jumping and everything 
and there's this hunky dude that shows up and you know he kind of stares at them and he looks dashingly handsome and all of this just reminded me of the second part of Gundam Wing when uh, Dorothy <laughs> drove up in her car and just yes. like yes. comes out it has the same energy of just this idiot getting out of a car and looking at other people that are below them <laughs> it sure does they, they haven't met this dude before he's this a rando is, this is a new hunky dude that just comes up in a jeep in the desert because we yeah. There aren't any buildings or anything around the No, he's just jeep, he's just fucking mudding in the desert. <laughs> but it's okay yeah. because Samantha thinks he's really fucking hot and ooh, she is actually getting turned on now. He's the Lawrence of my labia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, they do they do play out that the butler is definitely super gay. They yes. have him like rubbing a knife and stuff, which cool, great. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that, we're doing that as a that's joke. There was when that he suppo- shows up, that there. was supposed to be that was like, the gay butler. Because like, yeah, that was the gay yeah, butler. Because yeah. so, he rubs his knife, and I'm like, was that supposed to be a like dick joke? It sure is. Yeah, because he's that was, gay. Yep, that was the gay butler also getting all hot over this big hunk. Isn't that funny? Um. <laughs> So, yeah, she's very excited she can be horny again. Um, at this point, she did say the line, Lawrence of my labia, and I paused the film and went and laid down in the dark for <laughs> minutes because I needed to. That was, it was literally that line. I just said, nah, fuck this. And walked it out really like, is just like this is a stand-up routine that someone's still working on, but also you're seeing it in a theater. I feel that, like... Lawrence of my labia that's on like the Voigt Kampf test from Blade Runner if they say that and you don't have a visceral reaction you're a fucking replicant (laughs) Samantha from Sex and the City walks up and says Lawrence of my labia you you aren't helping her why aren't you the delivery is awful too it's like oh Lawrence of my labia yes (laughs) like it's Samantha, so she over she overacts everything, and it's great. Kevin James would look at that line delivery and feel bad about it. So <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> so then it just hard so, cuts, um, and they're now in a karaoke bar. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a club sequence because we needed to kill time in this two and a half hour movie. You again. know it. So that and it's they, like a female empowerment song. I can't remember oh, what yes, they're singing. Oh, I am woman, and so all that you Hear see all the Middle Eastern yeah. ladies going, yes, oh, woman. Oh, women. I, I hadn't thought of women before. Yeah, all they make up a whole reference to the fact that there's like belly dancers in here, and apparently that's like a loophole in the whole law of like women can't you know, be shown doing anything sexual. So like it's empowering that they're at the club, you know, where they can do their thing in here. That's whatever. Also, it, it they like specifically introduce them when they're calling people up. They're like four powerful American women. <laughs> they sure do and then say they that. Do their, yeah, and then it's their big. It is. I am woman. Hear me roar. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, it is that because yeah, yeah, you yeah. couldn't possibly get any more on the nose. <laughs> God, and yeah, they. I know people that use subtext and they're cowards. <laughs> Yeah, I I just as soon as I saw what song it was, I just started mashing right arrow key until this shit was done. Yeah, I got up and got a drink. The the only important part is that all of these unliberated Arab women see them and they're like, "Oh wow, I hadn't thought of women's liberation before." Yeah, there's lots of scenes of the crowd of ladies being like, "Yeah, I'm woman too." Yeah, Yeah, wow, I'm also woman. So and she hits all, on she hits on the hunky dude again because right. he's there. I was gonna say yeah they they sit down again and yeah the hunky dude walks up to her and is like hey Samantha wanna do a thing later or wanna fuck me tonight? later you know yeah. do the and sex. she goes 
well, I have to go to dinner with my friends, but tomorrow I'm free all day and night. And everyone goes, congratulations, Samantha. You didn't blow us up to fucking hop on dong immediately this time. Great. And she goes, oh, thanks for noticing, guys. <laughs> like, it's- What's really weird is the hunky dude doesn't, although he's like, ha ha, you're very funny. He doesn't seem that into her. I don't know. He like- just- it's weird too, because like I don't know if like one of my friends is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get laid." I'm like, "Fucking high five, bro, go for it!" Like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that seems to be their whole relationship with Samantha too. Yeah, yeah. Like, what you have to remember is, as Serene brought up early on, these women aren't friends. No, <laughs> no they're, they're not. Like they're not a key thing you're forgetting. True. Yeah. Th- this so is also, I think, the- where they start bringing up Abu Dhabi crazy. Which yes. is weirdly a through line of the film. Yeah. Hmm. You're so getting Abu Dhabi we, crazy here in the Middle East. We get to... Oh we cut God. to breakfast. And Carrie to, yeah, gets a New Yorker. Carrie walks up and, yeah, she gets a magazine and it's someone else's. And she sees on the front, oh, cool, there's a review of my latest book that I apparently wrote in two days. Yeah, by the way, she wrote a book about marriage because she's an author of Blood Legendly. Yeah, um, and it's a really bad review, uh, which, like, yep. It's the review of her book, (laughs) which says it's very bad. Yeah, it's not a bad review. It's a, yeah, you get, you understand what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty sexist because it says that basically she should shut up and there's a caricature of her with duct tape over her mouth, which is, yeah, it's pretty. Thanks, the New Yorker. This is the scene. This is the scene where Miranda realizes her boss wanted her to shut up because she's a woman. She's like, my boss didn't hate my voice. He hated it because I'm a woman. And I'm like, what? You, you didn't realize that? Yeah. This, this yeah. idea that Miranda has been a corporate lawyer for like, I don't know, 20 years now. And she a never realized that maybe it was a little bit sexist in that area. Mm. Again, remember, <laughs> she was in a boardroom with a bunch of white old dudes. <laughs> and yeah. she's just like, like wait. It was because I was a woman for the first time in her life. <laughs> Holy shit, sexism exists. <laughs> I can't believe this. They didn't yeah. teach about that in law um, school. <laughs> and yeah, like it's like a shitty review and she just goes way too hard about it because once again everyone in this film needs to find a way to make themselves miserable because yep. they clearly are not being made miserable by circumstance. <laughs> they don't so, have real problems. Yeah. Um, so inexplicably after that or part of the review is like oh she doesn't understand marriage you know she just got married she's clearly inexperienced so she starts freaking out about the two days off thing again just because she gets herself in these fucking spirals i guess yep uh so carrie tells everyone hey i'm gonna go meet my old flame which you know is the one that she was apparently about to marry at some point and they're like that's probably a bad idea. Maybe you should think about that because you've been having it a little rough recently. That's probably not a great plan. And then Carrie's like, yeah, uh, your husband's going to fuck your nanny. P.S. Fuck you. I'm out. Like, yeah. It's unbelievable. We've missed the scene where Carrie goes out for a walk on the beach with her butler trailing behind her. Oh my God, right. Yeah, the butler goes <sighs> with her and she's like, I need to go out for a walk and contemplate my life. And the butler is behind her with her holding the parasol so she doesn't get like heat stroke. And then she's like, no, you stay here. I'm going to walk on my own. And yeah, goes and off on It doesn't own. address this at all. And I just like turn to my room and yep. I'm like, that, that fucking butler's still on the beach to this day. Standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we do see him again, so it might be. Yeah, that was right before. 
before she like meets the, the other two who are like, hey, we're going to go at dinner. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to go with Aiden. And they're like, that's bad. No. And and that upset Charlotte. So Charlotte and Miranda are like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go have a drink. And they have probably the best scene in both movies. Yeah, Miranda yeah, actually so- is a good friend here, which... Yes, this is actually a good friendship moment. I, I like literally put in the notes like, oh my God, it happened. <laughs> this friendship, this is real. Uh, and it's like, so yeah, a- after Carrie says all this awful shit, Miranda's like, hey, Charlotte, go take a nap. I'll see you in like nine. We'll get some drinks, okay? And then they go and they get drinks and she's like, oh, look, we don't even have to go to the bar because there's a bar on the floor that we have. <laughs> yeah, this is the one part of the movie I was like, I could not stand living in this bougie ass hotel, but... <laughs> if there was a bar in my room, I would probably go to the bar in my room. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. The bar without, um, like, the bar. So they have this moment of both of them standing there drinking. And you know, Miranda's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a drink, and then you're going to say something out loud that you've been thinking about, and it's been making you restless, but you won't say out loud to anybody, okay? And, you know, she's like, oh, I don't know. So Miranda does Charlotte. it first. Yeah, and then Miranda, I can't even remember what the first thing she says is. I think it was just something like, oh, I wanted sure to quit is... my job, but being a mom isn't enough. Like, yeah. I wish I had some, I, like, I still miss the fulfillment of having a job on top of being a mother. Because, I by the way, I that. quit my job. I know it's easy to forget. <laughs> yeah, because there's no repercussions or downside to me having quit my job, apparently. Yep. Uh, yeah, God, that, man, just the whole thing of a job being a source of fulfillment. And there's a, a lot of undercutting in the scene, but it yes. still manages Fuck, to be a little man. bit sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's very so, high on the like the hierarchy of needs here. Yep. Um, it's kind of yeah, just sad. Um, but yeah, they start going through like oh i feel like i'm a terrible mother because i also want to do a job at the same time and she's and then, she's like uh, i always wanted kids but sometimes like being a mom is like really stressful my kid is two she never gives me a break they're always like at the door and i feel awful because this is what i always wanted i wanted kids and a family mm-hmm. and now i'm like i fucking hate it I feel awful. And Miranda's like, yeah, take, go keep on, going. Keep, keep going. Yeah, come on. You gotta, gotta let this all out. And it has the funniest joke because, in the movie, because, uh, when she talks about the nanny and like, oh, you, you know, all your insecurities about the nanny. But the, the first thing I thought when like he told me like they might have an affair was, I can't lose the nanny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and like it works. It works. As a joke. We're, yeah. We're like at two now, I think. Yes, at two. Because yeah, she is like, like they've I wasn't built like... up that she has this horrible insecurity as like a major plot point. So having that reversed is like pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, for it's once. pretty funny. Like, I can't cope with motherhood without my nanny because like how the fuck does anyone else do it? And I have that question for everyone. And, and I, I have no I... idea how anyone does it. And it yeah. is like and I can't they lose do the nanny. Saying, yeah, they both do say, they're like, oh, I have a nanny to help. Oh, I also have a nanny to help. And they're like, oh, how do people without help do it? And then they clink glasses and look at the camera people. and laugh at the pores. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's, the, that's the thing that undercuts that scene. But yeah. It, they, you know what's really cool about the concept of help? Is that like, it means someone else is doing it. <laughs> like, it sure does. It's not a 50-50 <laughs> situation. It's more like the nanny does it 98% of the time and I'm just yep. around sometimes. But mom shows up for emotional support. Yeah. <laughs> for the fun parts of parenting. 
But yeah, it, so, it, it is genuinely probably the most friendship they have ever shown in these in, in either in either Sex and the City movie. Like easily. two women talking about something that's really hard, and it's hard to say to anyone that. You, it's like you know, yeah, wow, fuck my kids sometimes. And, and she, and she <laughs> like, yeah, she says like this this time away from them has helped me become normal again. Feel like I can cope again. Normal in heavy quotes, but yes, <laughs> yes. I, I understand normal. It person. is still Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. It is really just like it's still not the greatest scene because again they're rich and they're bougie and they're awful. But it's but... two friends sharing drinks, talking about their problems, which yeah. is some of the really shit that happens in these fucking yeah, films. No, despite right. it's all the most the, like, human moment around it that these films have had like thus far. And that's how much yeah. we are we are hoping for just something to latch onto in these films. Yeah. But this is films the scene. Dying. So now Carrie cheats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, so <laughs> Carrie, Carrie and her old flame Aiden are talking about their marriages, and he explains that he has three kids, and they have three different names, but only two of them matter, because one was Homer and one was Tate. <laughs> and they, they do, the subtitles inexplicably just say Tate with Tate. a period, and nothing afterwards, just Tate. You By know, no one that, says it. That yeah. didn't happen in the version we watched. <laughs> He shows a, a picture of his three kids to Carrie, and like this photo looks like it's out of 1972. Like it's completely yes. fucking sun damaged and shit. It's like, dude, get a better <laughs> photo of your kids. I I also <laughs> thought this would provoke the baby crazies that had just disappeared. That, but no nope, like, cheating. Yeah, I thought no, it would that be would like make she sense. looks at if the kids and was adults, like, oh, that would I be want the kids, thing. but no, no, <laughs> no it's they're worse. not adults. Yeah, they're all children, so they have a children's response. Um, so they walk away, and as they're leaving, they just he does a kiss on her, and she's down with it. And then they both start freaking out and like, "Oh, that was a terrible idea!" That like we just explained to each other that we're both happily married. Why would we do that? Which like, hey man, good question. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why did you do that? Actually, and she leaves, and she goes calls the girl squad because oh god, I cheated. I got. A- Call the girl squad and they'll figure out what to do. And she's like, I need to call Big and tell tell him. And they start body tackling her. And they're yeah. like, no, don't. But when they're like, no, don't, because the kiss doesn't matter. And they bring up Miranda's cheating fucking husband. And I'm like, ugh, gross. Yep. But I'm like, don't call him because you're 6,700 fucking miles away. And this is not something you <laughs> tell a- someone over the phone. Yeah, it's a terrible long distance yeah. call. But yeah, Samantha actually has a good line. She's like, hey, sleep on this, which is probably the Smartest thing you could say to a person doing going through that bullshit. So, but, but it is the yeah. thing that sort of distills Carrie's character down to like its basest element, where she doesn't want to tell him because she did something bad. She wants to tell him because she feels bad. Yes, she wants, and to this will make her herself. feel better by yeah. you know getting it off her chest, burdening him while they're sixty seven hundred miles apart. Is she Catholic? Is that like the whole deal? Like do something bad and just tell the priest it's okay? It's kind of like that. To be <laughs> I honest. I have something to confess. <laughs> is, so, uh, which, by the way, the guy does say that at one point and they play it like he's going to do a move on her when it was actually just like, yeah, I have to confess. My wife knows I dated you. Like you're a famous author. Of course it's come up. We're married. Right. <laughs> so like, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, um, after she does this whole thing, she does, uh, or, no, she doesn't call yet. Right. Cause now there, we, we, oh, sorry, we need to set up the rest of the plot here. Oh, oh my just God. real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. So, Vic has hated this scene so much. They go out onto like this 
pool bill this pool area and whatever. They're they're smoking hookah. But I gotta say, this is the worst hookah foley I've ever heard. Yes. In my life. They, yeah, I, we sit here bad. and they, you know, like Samantha takes a puff on this hookah and it goes. <laughs> it sounds like she's blowing into a bomb, not smoking a hookah. Like, <laughs> like, like, like if you have ever smoked a hookah, it's like, yeah, maybe it kind of sort of sounds like that in your head. It does not sound anything close to that to any no. other human being like in the, the area. Like the threw a shotgun like into the actual bubbler part of the hookah to get the sound effect. <laughs> 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 um, Three or so four times. Things, yeah, and Samantha is with the with the uh, RNG hunk and yep. is out there hitting on the hookah. RNG and she's being like, well, I mean, look, he appeared for literally no reason. It was yeah. just like randomly rolled a hunk encounter. Yeah. What do you yeah. want? So, yeah, she's like, you know, grabs the hookah and is sucking on it like it was a dick. Do, do, do you, you get, get it? it? She's horny? Inappropriate. They are so um, inappropriate and, in public here. It's wild. Yeah, like, let's be yeah. real. Abu Dhabi, sure. If you did this in, like... A hookah bar anywhere in the United States, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? If you did this in a hookah bar on fucking Purdue's campus, the one I spent, yeah. like, hundreds of hours at, you'd probably be like, hey, man, like, come on, take but that to Someone would walk up to you and be like, yo, calm it down a touch. <laughs> yeah, like, Do hey, that in the parking lot, please. Here. Yeah, so they yeah, get uh, and- spotted by this, like, Islamic dude at a table with his wife, and, like, he gets all upset about it, and this but, becomes I mean, the thing order. is, like... The thing, too, is they point out... They're at a hotel that clearly caters to rich white people, which is why there's a bunch of rich, rich white people who are not the four of them there. So, like, why what is that this guy doing here? There? I don't know. Maybe he's on business from someplace else. Did he just want to go to the Applebee's or something? Yeah. So either way, like. They're being wildly inappropriate, and the hunk even at one point points out, he's like, yeah, there's some other people who aren't, you know, comfortable with this. And, like, they look over at the table and see the guy and his wife both being like, come the fuck on. You know, like, reasonably. Yeah. Dude, uh, we're in an Applebee's. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, to the point that he, like, Samantha literally, like, reaches over and starts rubbing his dong through his pants. That does like, happen. You can't do that. No, <laughs> like, in any public. On. No. Yeah, yeah. This isn't. This isn't like uh, the Islam thing. This is just like don't be an animal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? Um, so they so, go to the beach to go fuck. Yeah. And as you see, you you see the guy in the back talking to a cop, being like, "Hey, follow those two. They're being gross as fuck because he's apparently a very conservative guy." Um, then we have. Carrie calls back home to talk about the fact that she kissed the guy that she used to be with before him. And he handles it with some of the most grace I've ever seen of just, he's just kind of quiet. And she's like, what, what do you want? And he's like, not right now. Say something to me. Make me feel better. She she literally says, please say something. And he's like, what the fuck do you want me to say? I meant very reasonable this entire scene. But it really is because you don't, you don't do that. You don't call someone about what you, no, if you cheated, you wait until you're back. I mean, honestly, I'm like on the fence if she should have told him at all because like. If she wants to tell him in person when she gets back, it's another two days. At the very least, you tell him in person, but honestly, just fucking bury that and don't hurt him. 
Like you, or you fucking idiot. Be Carrie and be the worst of all worlds. Yes, yep. <laughs> at Tell all times. Yeah. Because you felt guilty because you were a piece of shit. She felt so bad. She put herself in that situation. There was no reason for her to go with her ex that she still clearly wanted to fucking snog. So she like fucking did that deliberately. She's the worst, and he should divorce her. <laughs> anyway. So uh, <laughs> then we cut to Samantha on the phone. She got arrested for being too horny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Arrested for horny crimes. On the beach. And so oh, they, no. They, uh, were ju- they were just kissing. They were yeah, She keeps trying to play. Like, they were boning. Oh, I was just kissing. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, here, I need your passport. Uh, they pulled in Miranda, by the way, because they're like, oh, Miranda will be her lawyer. Because UAE law and USA law, exactly the same. Basically so the no same. No problems there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how you have to pass like the, the law board for each state you're in? Because even the differences between state law are enough that you need a full retest on it. What about... UAE. Don't think about it. Oh my god. So um she goes, then they're like, hey, we need, you know, give me your passport, give me all this stuff. Uh and she hands over her passport and there's a condom in it. We weren't doing anything untoward. Oh sorry, I just dropped this magnum condom for my monster dog. In the, in the guy's respect, like the cop dude kind of just like pushes it back towards her and starts looking at her passport instead. And yeah. like, you think the scene's done, and then there's like more condoms fall out of her bag or something. It's terrible. Yep. It yeah. just keeps going. Yep. Um, and then Carrie is having a total freak out breakdown about this. Because... because it turns out she called him so she could feel better about herself, and he didn't let her have that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's Carrie's entire character in this moment. Carrie is like, she was bad in the first film. She is way worse in this film for wrecking her own relationship by being just the worst fucking person. Like, Mr. Big is maybe the most consistent does-nothing thing in this film. Like, yep. he does... he. You can't possibly think any of this is Mr. Big's fault because he literally doesn't involve himself with yeah, it he's like, out at all. At, like, like, it's a fifty. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, like this is all Carrie. He's done nothing. Like, she's like, hey, by the way, you know how I freaked out about the concept of you possibly not being here for two days? All right, well, I'm going to leave for a week. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, <laughs> hey, if you need <laughs> this, honey. Yeah, fuck. Um, so then then they, they get, um, the charges get dropped because the sheik like, pulls some strings. But then they go back to their room and oops, uh, they're not meeting with the sheik. Because the thing is... Was, right, oh, we should were, actually like, say there was ostensibly this. a plot here. Yes, they were going to meet the sheik at the end of the week. And so they were going to spend the week in opulence and then meet the sheik at the end of the week. But oh, now that she's had sex on the beach, uh, that meeting's been cancelled and uh, their butlers are all gone. They've all been fired, I guess. Um, and, and they canceled all the reservations yes. for the room. And, and they're like, hey, we're going to need you to pay for it because it is $22,000 yes. a night. Yes, they specifically so. quote $22,000 a night. And it's like, like, I don't have that kind of money. I think Carrie clearly does, though. <laughs> right? Miranda, too, She's- probably. Carrie is a famous author with a husband who, in the first episode of Sex in the City, was called the next Donald Trump. Yeah. So like, by the they, way, Carrie is rich enough to pay for all of Samantha too. Like, I feel like Miranda is at least sensible because like, she'd be like, "Well, I don't have a job right now. I probably shouldn't spend two hundred dollars a night." And Charlotte 
doesn't really I don't know about Charlotte's money situation, like, but it's she's, fine. Hers is so, very vague, but absolutely at least two of them could pay twenty-two thousand for a night, and they so. But they're like, we or, can't afford that. We have to rush out, but they clearly can't afford it. Or they could just pick it. up all their shit, drive down the streets of the fucking Holiday Inn, and be fine. Right? But, That's what I yeah, would do. Uh, no. The other thing, none of these motherfuckers have clearly ever had to speed pack. None of them have been up until 8 a.m. MagFest drinking the day before their flight <laughs> and then been like, oh, God, when's check out? Like, no, they have their so valets bad. do that for them, Ty. Yeah, they're rich. Yeah, also, they have to be a fair, I don't think like, any of us go to MagFest with 16 bags in the back of these fucking Bay Box or whatever. <laughs> I, they did have, you like, underestimate the amount of shoes I have, <laughs> God. Um, and at the very least, Carrie does her greatest moment of white saviorhood in the film yeah. <laughs> of oh, not boy. understanding the problem. And oh. um, so her great moment, she leaves behind a tip for her butler and it's enough for a flight, I guess. And it says here so you can see your wife. You have a wife guy day, wife guy. You're <laughs> yeah, welcome. So she doesn't have like any sort of rationalization. The fact that she lives in opulence and like that her paying this dude like should awaken some sort of class consciousness. No. And, like, wow, this guy gets paid absolutely nothing. I'm living like way like a crazy person. The, no, she yeah, thinks the whole shoe scene is like, wow, these are only $20 here and you can live off that barely. No, like, none of this ever comes back. It's Carrie is such a good person for giving this guy the literal spending money that she was given as like fun bucks, the fucking fun buck diroms. Yup. Like, and no, she's a great hero for doing this for this man. Ah. So then we're finally getting to leave and they pull up and, oh no, they only had two taxis and they're not Maybachs. And oh no, they have to live like the poor. And, Isn't this and terrible? also Charlotte is like, but wait, I didn't buy anything for my children. And they're like, we'll just get something at the airport. Yeah. And then she's like, no, that would be tacky because we need a little bit of the old Charlotte. Dude, your kids yeah. are five and two. Who gives a shit? You could buy them a fucking... They literally don't Of course, Miranda yeah. has like managed to rearrange the first class flights back. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, it's not that they're going to miss their flight and not be able to get back. It's that they're going to go back and have to... Fly coach. <laughs> okay. Again, to be fair, like, if I had the choice between first class and coach, I would not pay. Well, the thing is, like, you would just get in the taxi and go to the airport, right? Like, you would just go immediately. You wouldn't have the next 20 minutes of the movie happen. <laughs> so, the thing, though, is, is Carrie does realize now, not while she was packing, but right, right now. Right. Oh, I don't have my passport. <laughs> I. Oh. I had genuinely, I had talked for the next 15 minutes about how she left something at the stall. And it never pays off. And then I forgot about it, and I kind of assumed the movie had forgotten about it. But, but no, no, it turns out. It pays out, off here. Turns out as, she left her passport at the shoe stall. <laughs> and this is like played as a big oh no oh god moment which once again i need to remind everyone everything we've had as a big plot problem has been resolved in under 30 seconds every time like yep. her getting arrested was literally oh the sheik pulled some strings you're not arrested yep oh okay we gotta pack up really quickly oh no we're not gonna make it in time oh we made it in time it's fine yeah oh, okay well we're gonna get to the taxi oh no i don't have my passport um then they go to the market um, and they instantly get it. Uh, she walks up to the shoe stall and the wisely old man is just like, yeah, I still have your shit. Yeah, no, you're the only lady who looks like you here. You dumb idiot. I, I know who you are. I, I literally <laughs> watched you do it, but you were too busy having a moment about a hunk. <laughs> yeah. Like I was trying to give it to you. Um, 
And then, oh no, they're going to have a forbidden experience. Yeah, so like they're like, all right, we still have time to get back to the taxis. And they start going towards them. And then Charlotte is like, no, I still need to get gifts for my daughters. And they have to be bespoke. Yeah, And a, and a guy offers yeah. her a watch. And apparently, <laughs> five like, gonna Carrie... Use a watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's far as for the husband, I think. But yeah, apparently Carrie and Miranda didn't warn Charlotte and Samantha like about the black market about deals. The illegal black market experience they were like warned about because yeah charlotte and and samantha just immediately fall for the dodgy black market dudes who take them up and uh into this room with all these handbags and carrie like goes in and they, they drag charlotte out but then uh oh no there's like a bag mishap and they think samantha stole one of their knockoff bags yeah so by the way again this big conflict of they're having a forbidden black market experience they're showing all the bags and eventually they're just like no 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 we don't want anything we're just going we're just trying to go we're just trying to go sorry we need to hurry we need to leave and they leave and yeah like samantha had the real version of one of their knockoff bags that was in the store Mm -hmm. so they like sprint after her and claim she stole it and all that and like grab it from her and rip the bag out, of, like destroy it or whatever, and all of her shit goes flying everywhere. Not and all, it's of her 50 shit, condoms. all of her condoms, and she has like <laughs> right. thirty condoms. Her in condom bag. collection. And this is, by the way, is during the call to prayer. So there's a bunch of religious yes. dudes in the street about to pray, and they see these condoms everywhere with this American woman who is very scantily dressed, and she starts screaming about, "I have condoms, I fuck!" And so, of course, it turns into a big scene. Yeah, and you know, female of just, empowerment instead of being like. Yeah, instead of being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, this is so embarrassing, holy shit, oh my god. Like, instead, yeah, it goes, I'm a woman and I fuck, is that a problem? I've got hundreds of condoms, I love to fuck. And yeah, everyone's like, oh, you can't do that here. We're going to arrest you. I also feel like the dudes actually would, like, they're all like, oh, woman. But I feel like they would just be like, fucking stupid American tourist, and then just leave. Right. (laughs) Um, so then... Instead, they play it up like, oh, no, they're definitely going to, like, capture and arrest all of them for Samantha's big thing. And then and if you felt that this film see... wasn't, you know, white savior Islamophobic enough. Nobody. Holy shit. So <laughs> as they're running away, they catch uh, the eyes of the housewife of Abu Dhabi. The real housewife <laughs> of Abu Dhabi. And, and in case you think that we're just making a callback to that, no, the narration, Carrie, Carrie specifically says, but wait, isn't that the real housewife of Abu Dhabi? <laughs> yes. In and case you've like, forgotten. The, and She's they're gesturing the them to like, hey, follow us, dum-dum. We'll get you out of this situation. Because once again, the white people aren't doing anything good in nope. this movie. <laughs> As usual. So fucking they walk in and it's like clearly like some kind of, you know, burger shop or something like that. Like they clearly make clothing there. Something along those lines. Women are doing textiles, but in the back room. Yeah. And so they go into the back and they just like have a little bit of a conversation. And... It becomes an obvious that like these women. Go harder on this because yeah. I, I am just too exhausted. Yeah, no, that's to talk fine. About it, this so scene. they go into the back room yeah. with these women, and the women are like, they start talking. It's like, oh, I know you're Carrie. You're this famous, you know, book writer and stuff. And she's like, oh, really? And they're kind of like shocked and kind of suspicious of this. 
But the women start taking off their burkas and their whatevers. Oh, they also start rattling shit off about New York and talking about like, oh, oh New oh, York, all oh. this wonderful stuff. I love that. They yeah. pull out and they also Susan Summers' book. book. Yes, because they <laughs> yeah. talk about like women ladies about the menopause and all the hormones and stuff. And they're like, oh yes, and they all pull out the book. We were we were reading it for our book club. Yeah, so they take because... off all of the robes and stuff, and underneath are these women, and they have like this designer dresses on and everything. So like, even though like outside they have. <laughs> So the moment of female empowerment that happens in this film is the woman, the women take off the niqabs and the robes and underneath it is Louis Vuitton and the, the entire New York spring collection here in Abu Dhabi and Carrie's just like, wow, you are real women because you love fashion. They're just demeaning them to consumerism. It's... Like it gets worse yeah. because now they're like, well, how do we gonna how are we gonna get to the airport? How how are we gonna disguise <laughs> ourselves yeah. and so, get past all of these men? Is there such a thing as Islam face? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also for the record, just like they aren't just saying like, oh, it's the fashion or whatever. They're like directly fetishizing American yes. stuff to the point yes. of yep. one of the women asks like, hey, so have you actually been to New York City? And they're like, oh no, but we've just read and we dream about it so much, and it's Love like, it. holy shit, this is what liberals actually <laughs> <laughs> fetishization yeah. of consumerism. Yeah. And, again, me. like this is yeah. you know. This is female liberation. It's wearing the spring collection while... Oh, God. Yeah, this is the most consumer <laughs> shit. Fuck. Oh, God. Very yeah, white so savior. to get away, they, they all wear makeup, so... Um, but then they lose Charlotte, because Charlotte once again decides to go off and buy some fucking tat. And they're like, look for the, pur- the purple pumps. They fucking find her. It what doesn't shoes matter. was she wearing? It doesn't matter. They get a taxi. They get back to the airport. They, they get home in their first class cabins again when, when serene says this by the way this is about 15 seconds in movies yes. like yep. they just gloss yep. over all of it yeah literally yep. literally from from the ending part i have the note oh my god this is uh, or this is so demeaning to islam holy fuck and then comma the ending happens it all sucks the end like that's the end of my notes there's yep. nothing else afterwards they just wrap it all up everyone has a good time every problem is resolved it turns out 90% of the problems in this film were random shit people made up that wasn't real I, I don't remember the end of this movie what happens in the I, I do okay, okay. We, okay. we can we, go through yes so uh, Carrie oh, yeah. gets to the airport and is like Mr. Big didn't pick me up like he promised I'm like yeah cause you called <laughs> no him shit. you called him and told him you fucking kissed another dude what were you expecting <laughs> So, um... Oh, yes, uh, I forgot. Now I remember this. Oh, God, this next scene is so, so fucking So she dumb. comes home and, like, sits down and he's not in the apartment. And there's no TV. The and TV's the TV gone. has been removed from the bedroom because, of course, even in this moment, he is still the best guy. Yep. So, uh, we cut to, um, uh, Charlotte's home. She's like, oh, I missed, I missed my kids. Hello. And they're like, so Charlotte's Hello. happy because she got a break from her kids. Yep, and like Carrie's trying to call Mr. Big and then getting the voicemail and he walks through the door and she's like, where have you been? And he's like, I fucked off so you would know how it would feel to be like tortured for a little bit. So he's he literally was like, I know that you would have a fucking panic attack if I just didn't talk to you for a day. So I did that. And she's like, well, yeah, it worked. Thought, thought you weren't coming back. Um, and he's like, no, no, I made a vow, I married you, you know, for, but just so you know, you kissing another dude really fucking tore me up, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so she gets rewarded So there's that cleaned up. 
Yeah, so he's like, <laughs> well, you're obviously an amateur when it comes to this whole marriage idea. So, uh, and you need a little reminder. Here, have a ring. Because there was a plot point, I guess, in the show that she never, she didn't want an enga- a proper like engagement engagement like ring, a diamond, like a diamond or whatever. And I'm like, you can just get a different one. You know, I don't, ha- I don't have a diamond ring. <laughs> you can just get a normal ring for your engagement ring. But whatever. The ring that- is just a symbol, actually. It's it turns out, it's not. Right? Turn, turns it's out. not uh, there's no wizard energy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got her this ring, and he's like, you're gonna have to wear it. And you never actually, I wrote vows for you, but you never actually wrote any vows for me. So he writes some vows for her, which is basically like, don't fucking cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> it is Reasonable. literally, I will, I will never kiss another man other than my husband. And yeah, so like they make up and he's like, how's this for sparkle? And she's like, yeah, it's a lot of sparkle. <laughs> God. So why'd you get a black diamond? Say, because you're not like anyone else. Oh, right. He does do the you're not like other girls. Oh, I forgot Harry about Bradshaw. that. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. And, and then they, they make up and they're back. They're back. Together. So that's them done. Everything, everything's good. Miranda. So Miranda oh, God, has a go. great. <laughs> she has a great Let's new fucking job. Go. She's yeah. a great so she, new job. She gets this new job, and like the montage shot of her with her new coworkers is all of them like at an outside picnic bar discussing law. But it's like this like very PC cast of characters yeah. of different ethnicities and sexual orientations. Families and, you know, incorporated. It's so yeah. But like, there's a black man there and a white woman and, and an Asian and guy. It's like, it's yeah, it's all over the place. It's yeah. that's it's she that. learns What's that at the face? right law firm where her voice is valued, she's also fun at work. More female police guards. <laughs> and then the best one. I can't, I can't believe you don't have the scene in your notes because it's the best one. Yes. Samantha is on the fucking bonnet of a car. In the Hamptons. In the Hamptons, butt naked with the dude butt naked and literally his ass. Plowing being, her. Being fucked on this car bonnet. And you he's skipped the over most Charlotte's awkward. though. No, Charlotte's is next. Oh, I thought Charlotte's was before that shit. No, Charlotte's is aft. <laughs> I, I, I thought the it, movie ended with her getting plowed in fireworks. Like, I thought no, the fireworks the going off? No, 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 no they no, didn't have that much class. Yep, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> It is the most awkward, most uncomfortable looking sex I've ever seen in my it's life. It's on the hood because of a Jeep. You yeah. shouldn't fuck on the hood of a Jeep. Like, no. like, over, like over the deer bars, no less. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really something. But yeah, the next scene is Charlotte learned that she never had anything to worry about because it turns out her hot nanny prefers the company of other hot nannies and the hot nanny yeah, snogs so the lady. I got questions about the scene. It shows all of them, like, the Charlotte's whole family, like, having fun. And it shows this Aaron chick or whatever, like, eyeing this new woman. I guess she hired a second nanny because her fucking yeah, life I'm was Yeah, I'm not really tough. sure how this was set up. But it turns out she's gay, so there was never anything to worry about. Because it's not like a straight woman wouldn't fuck her husband. <laughs> He's bald. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> what, what is wrong with these people? Like, it, it's so ridiculous that they would literally, like, if they saw their significant other talking to, like... A woman at any point, yep. they would just lose their minds. Like, yep. are you? Are, they like, did. seriously? Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's like 15 seconds of, hey, I'm having a nice time with a friend. Is just like, no, you're cheating. I know, I know. And that's this men and film. women can't be friends. God, and, and then God. it ends in the most trite way possible. There's like some stuff happens, but essentially she narrates and she's like, and as our marriage grows out of the terrible twos. 
Big and I found less and less need to escape to the other apartment, but we always kept the option open. So they just kept that fucking apartment still. <laughs> Two I, apartments in Manhattan. And, oh, they, they let Charlotte stay in it when she needed a break from her kids. Yes, yes. So, like, we use it for, like, people to take breaks. So you get, like, shots of all the ladies, like, staying there on their own, like, for breaks. And you have Charlotte I for the kids. I would not let Samantha and... use that apartment. No, no, she would fucking it really hard. Yeah. Um, and as for me, I began to think of marriage much like the real housewife of Abu Dhabi's Vale. <sighs> you have to take the tradition and decorate it your own way. And then it ends <sighs> with them watching another uh, black and white film, her and Mr. Big. Uh, I don't even know which one it is. It's 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 one of them, but warning about stubborn women, but whatever. One of them was it happened one night, but I think that was the first one. My because question is, does the, ex- does the director's cut of this film just end with Samantha getting plowed on the hood of a Jeep? Because I, I feel that that's how so. it should end. <laughs> no, no, it ends with a beautiful line, because while movies may be wonderful in black and white, when it comes to relationship, there's a whole range of colors and options to explore, and that's where I am today. Liberals.text. <laughs> that's the movie. <sighs> So yeah, that I was, would still uh, rather watch this again than watch one again. I don't know. I think this movie's worse. God, in a lot of yeah. Ways. Someone asked me earlier today, would I, if I had a gun held to my head, would I rather watch The Pest or Sex in the City? I mean, two? And I, told I would them, watch The, the pest. pest twice. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> twice. watch The Pest yeah. over this. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's like when I watch like Grown Ups or Sex in the City films. I think I would rather grown watch ups. Grown Ups. Grown Ups by far. Grown Ups, yeah. yeah. Grown Ups easily. Summertime is in Grown Ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's moments. I think the thing about this film is it's horribly, horribly offensive. But the thing about it is, like, the whole liberal, the, the scene with the Burka women and wearing the stuff under the robes, like, nobody actually thinks that. Nobody's going to watch this film and think, oh, that actually happens unless... That's they, female empowerment right there. Uh, unless they already thought like that. Whereas I feel like in the first film, the stuff about the cheating husband, when the therapist says to forgive him because you left him too... I can see yeah. young women watching that film That's and true. taking away the lesson that if you don't have sex with your husband when he wants it, then he'll cheat on you and it'll be your fault. Like I can genuinely see like women watching this like because it's the audience. The target audience is young women. Yeah, I get, the I, climax I, of this film is so comedic that it is like almost parody. Yeah, like I don't see yeah. anyone taking some actual like lessons out of this film. I can see someone taking some really bad lessons out of the first film, and that's why yeah. that one pisses me off more. Yeah, for me, the thing for me with the first one, it, it, with this one, why I think this one was more <laughs> more tolerable, I guess, is because like the plot is so disconnected and poorly paced and all over the place, and they drop and pick up elements in such confusing ways that there's so lo- little cohesion that it just kind of washes over me and yeah. just yeah. ends. And I'm this like, film did. Not tight. feel as long as the first one. Yeah, yeah for me, the, it was the first one though, feels like, like it's like six fucking hours because it's just they're building up these stupid plot points that go nowhere, but they keep driving them home and acting like it's a big thing. And then every resolution is terrible. Like, it's like for me, it's really the opposite, though because like both movies have terrible fucking morals and have terrible like homophobia and racism and, and Islamophobia, whatever. But like for me, the first movie actually had a plot. Like if beginning, center, end, it was bad. It but was the terrible. plot sucked. It, yeah, the it went nowhere. 
primitive dog. But like, <laughs> yeah, it went nowhere. But like the second movie, like I'm watching, I'm like, what are they even doing? Like, what is the I, point I could of this? See that. Why does if, this if even exist? If you prefer a three act structure, this film does not have no. anything close. I, to that. I genuinely do think it is like Grown Ups One versus Grown Ups Two. Like Grown Ups One had some semblance of a narrative as bad as it was, and Grown Ups Two didn't. And that's exactly the same in Sex and the City One and yeah. Two. One has a semblance of a narrative. It's a bad one, but it is there. And two is just vignettes smooshed together. I think... I think objectively measured as a film using classic film criticism <laughs> techniques, two would be considered yes. a much worse film. Less than one. of a film less that of a is film. certainly yeah. a Again, fair description. Much like Grown Ups Two, it is just less of a film. Yeah, but as a human experience, I think two is slightly <laughs> less insufferable to have to hold. Like I said, I, there were two lines that made me laugh. Um, like properly from the main actress as well, like you know, not from like a Steve Coldstone Austin fucking Steve Coldstone Austin. <laughs> Steve Coldstone Austin, baby, gonna hit you with the cold stun stoner. <laughs> we, just, we just talked about we just talked about sex in the seat too for two hours. On no, that's one hundred percent fair. Sorry, I need please. The cold stone stunner is an oasis of joy in this fucking desert of film. You gotta have it. Two, two laughs from the main characters and not side characters. And the scene the scene that is the best scene of both movies was in this one. So I like I a gun in my head, I would watch this one, but like I would also like never I never I but never also. want to see it. I never fucking want to see it ever again. I never oh, want to see this film ever again. My my preference for this movie over the first one is not an endorsement of this movie. No. Yeah. no. no. Like Oh, God. Yeah, I, I really cannot believe that out of Grown Ups 1, Grown Ups 2, Paul Blart Mall Cop 1, Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, Sex and the City 1, Sex Paul Blart and the City one. 2. Paul Blart 1's the... Easily the best, Easily, right? easily. Not even, not even we weren't even along for that one. I haven't yeah. even watched that one, and it would probably be 2. <laughs> you know, thinking yeah, about like, it, it's probably Paul Blart 2 for us. Ah! <laughs> the five we watched. Look. I never thought we would manage to consistently escalate how bad the films got. And I think that oh ends here because I don't think we're finding anything worse than this, guys. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if there will ever be one that made me quite as angry as I was at one. Like, the, I hated this one and it's awful, but the pure blinding rage I felt yeah, after one it was cannot not, be compared. It was not like... Yeah, it was not trying to put on a message of female empowerment while also, like, underhandedly saying everything the opposite yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But we did well, it. Fuck We're that done. movie. The curse is <laughs> broken and they haven't made a third real. one yet. So, Don't say yet. Uh, Don't say shit. yet. Don't fucking dare you suggest there might be a fucking third one on these. <laughs> I, like, 2020, there's baby. There's another no. podcast. There's another podcast I know of that I think it's called like the worst idea of all time or something like that. And they watched, I, th I want to say the second one and maybe the first one, they watched it once a week for a Ugh. whole year. Yeah. And Why would you do a podcast every week? It's the worst idea like of all time. Yeah. Mm hmm. Fucking man. I have such a deep respect for those guys. <laughs> Cause holy shit. These movies are bad and they're not just bad. They're like <coughs> long and bad. Yeah. Like, it's an investment forever. of time. Yeah. So you could be long, learning an actual trade skill or something. reprehensible. They're two like, and a half hours long. Both of them. Why are they two and a half hours long? Like, like the first one I get because it's a full season of the show that was crammed into one movie. So of course it got bloated. 
This one has no excuse. Yeah, this one is like the it 2001 feels... problem. Like, I felt like a good, you know, 30 minutes of this movie could have been easily cut without any the detriment whole to the plot. gay wedding. No one would cut. notice. You could cut all of that. You could cut just the first 30 minutes of this off it's... and it would, it, yeah. nothing would happen. Like, the first movie felt like they took a whole season and compressed it oh. into a film. This one feels like they took, like, 25 random unfinished episodes between like season three and season 27, just like nonsensical, no order. And we're just like, Oh, we've got these seven scripts lying around. Let's just make a movie out of them. Nah, it's fine. It'll work. And, uh, <coughs> doesn't, no. <laughs> does not, work. not even whole episodes, honestly, just single scenes. Yeah, the gay wedding scene, which yep. is now the first 20 minutes of this movie and is not connected to anything else. They never show up again, <clears throat> by the way. To me, at least this one wasn't anywhere near as predictable as one. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen in one from the start. As soon as we saw the outfit of hers, the the, the wedding outfit, the, the, the white uh, suit thing. The shitty dress. You knew exactly where that film was going, and it took two hours to get there. Like, at least this film, I was always kind of like... I'm not really, I don't really know where it's going to oh, go. Oh, I guess they're riding camels now. What are they doing? Oh, they're riding camels. Oh, they, they're doing this. Oh, I'll f- they're in a karaoke bar now. So I was always like, at least, I don't know, they're doing something weird. The first film was just a slog. I, I, I think the last thing I want to say personally, and then I'll leave y'all to your closing comments, is... um. A lot of times people will say, or I will jokingly say, this is part of my profession to take in a lot of bad media and, you know, talk about it or whatever. Uh, I often will say things along the lines of, you know, I watch this movie so you don't have to. How dare you jettison my gift, etc., etc. To people who are like, oh, I'm going to go watch it now. But like, don't. usually there's like some half jest to it. But no, seriously, with the Sex and the City movies, like if you no. go watch them after listening to these podcasts, fuck you. I'm mad at you. Like, I'm actually <laughs> upset with you because like they're so bad. Don't watch them. I'm not kidding. Like normally well, it's like, yeah, I can understand watching Grown Ups too, so you can see summertime and you can see the time. shitty jokes and kind of like get what we're going with. But like these, they're irredeemable. Just don't. No, Just fucking yeah. don't. Like they're not worth it. No, <laughs> no. They 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 are they are just hideous monstrosities, and I can't I can't believe something this like oh it's female cast for women is so it's almost awful worse and in a way because like people present it as something that is progressive and you know and yep. empowering yeah. to them, but it's not extreme sort of like objective yeah. look at it. I can forgive the show being 90s feminism because it was a 90s show. I cannot forgive these being even worse than 90s feminism. In, in 2012, like, that's when this film came out. There is no what? excuse for this shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? 2012, yeah. 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 <laughs> 2012. I thought it was way earlier than that. Nope. I thought it was like 2003 or some shit. Fuck. No way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the first film was 2008. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it is appalling that this, this film came out. This film was from only eight fucking years ago. You're kidding me. Yeah. You know it. I mean, this last year what has been six fu- years, like, so it was have... really like 14 years ago, but you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> what, what are Vegas's final thoughts on, on this garbage set of movies? Oh God. There's so much. <laughs> Don't buy handbags from the shady men, I guess. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> uh, it made Miranda a redeemable character. That's 
After the first yeah. movie, she was the bottom of the list for me. But like, she may be the best one in this movie. Maybe Miranda. She was. Miranda is definitely uh, the number one that I would be willing <laughs> to hang out with of the group. Yes, free at the end of this movie because yeah. she's trying. She's like setting up activities. She's trying to be a good friend to her friends. Like, so is Carrie at the bottom, or is Charlotte still down there? I think it might be Carrie because I think Carrie, it's Carrie is the yeah, I would say friend Carrie. who like feels the need to find like there will be everyone will be having a wonderful time and then she'll walk away for five minutes come back be crying and ruin everyone's night she yes. is exactly that lady like i Repeatedly. have had friends who had that girlfriend and i know how bad that is to hang out with so she is just a problem <laughs> like you spend more time managing her than you do enjoying your really like exactly. your vacation exactly yeah She's that specific person. She does, like, torpedo her relationship several times in this film for no reason other than, like, I guess she had to have relationship drama. I wonder if she was like this in the show. Probably. Mm. It just feels like the most self-centered thing, right? Yep. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do something to the detriment of myself to make sure that I'm the center of attention here. Yep. And I'm what matters, and I'm the center of the plot. It's and she so like bad. did that in one too, but like nowhere near as much. Like. I mean, Mr. Big did, like, you know, run away from the wedding for 10 minutes. In, in the most convoluted way possible, yes. but he did at least do that. Yeah. In yeah. this one, she has least, no excuse. No. And at least when the, like, divorce or the uh, cheating stuff is happening, she doesn't try to make it about herself in the first movie. In this one, she super does. Like, she super would. She would have just been like, oh, your, che- your husband cheated on you? Oh, mine said he didn't want to see me for 20 minutes. So that's basically <laughs> the same. Like... <laughs> It's exactly the same. <laughs> I, I like. I've never seen the actual TV show, but like this doesn't seem like it's in character for what that character was from like what I've seen I, anyway. God, it's so hard to tell. Uh, honestly, I'm not gonna go back and look, so don't correct me. In no, the comments it's not, no, not worth it. I, I will say I talked to my mom about this, and <laughs> she did say that very specifically she remembers being upset because the characters were wildly out of line. <laughs> like it was um, a show allegedly about female empowerment where they like kind of did do it and followed through with it to some extent. And it just turned into, yeah, just a complete fucking mess. Huh. But it's also HBO. So they had to get the, the sexy, the irreverent shit. Oh, the nanny's tits. <laughs> they were pretty nice. <laughs> Something for the dudes, am I right? <laughs> I would I would have liked this movie more if they at least had the decency to do something for the dudes like every forty minutes. Two wants in the whole movie. Because here's the thing, right? If they had done that once, I would. I was like, weird. And then if they did it like twenty minutes later, I'd be like, oh, now I'm invested. Oh, oh, this is a bit you're doing. Okay. Wait, where's this going? Where's this name? You know what? I'm not going to claim it has artistic merit, but I do enjoy this bit. (laughs) (laughs) God. Awful. Awful, awful. All right, we got to cut this off unless unless we be longer than the movie itself. No, we still got 20 minutes for that. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, we'll see y'all next uh, next season for uh, whatever we end up doing. But <sighs> Ty, please don't find a worse film than Sex in the City Two. Please, I don't, don't know do if that I can, us. Serene. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm praying you don't. I'm. Until then, sex anime. <laughs> sex anime. <laughs>